welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, your doltish motivator, no Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola, acolyte of Mistra, Empire Resister, Smite's little sister, and Warfister. Oh. Whoa, the, my heart, it's torn in a million places. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, funny, and it rhymed. That's right, I fist lore. I fist lore. That actually missed me in the first round because I was too busy. The I thought you'd be uh, distracted by the rest. Yeah, the I it was sneak in Lorefister. Lorefister really got in under there. I did not expecting it. Um, yes, last episode was a big thicky lordy daddy da dump on our lives. So it's nice that we're starting this off with a big bang. Am I right? A little battle, baby. A little battle, baby. Well, let's not delay. It is time for the recap. Last time. Our hero, Gorgonzola, had just finished getting approval for a study abroad semester from her new advisor, Seer Cassandra Bashar, joining her friends Kittle and Smite outside to plan their quote-unquote heist. Settling on Kittle serving as a sort of distraction slash lookout should anything go wrong, the trio entered into the glorious glass pyramid that is the erudite study, eager to have their many questions answered. Inside, they found the vast collection of knowledge protected by temperature-controlled wards and a silent spell that prevented a large number of spells being cast. Meeting one of the head librarians, Rosevelyn Campbell, they learned that the sections they were primarily looking for were close to the top of the structure, but the only way to get up was to levitate or fly there. Wow, fucked up. After failing to convince <laughs> a student to mm, assist them, mm, really, really fucking cringy. Um, after failing to convince a student to assist them out of goodwill, Zola managed to buy themselves vertical mobility by selling a student drugs for casting a spell. I love college. Uh, college is exactly like this, my friends. Moments later, Balderheim is like Berlin. <laughs> It is. It's, it, this is really like going to study abroad in Berlin. Um, moments later, they were rising high, just as the individual they sold haste powder would soon be. Finding their way to the top of the pyramid where the oldest sections of information about history, magic, and the gods would be found. An hour of searching later, Zola yeeted Smite to a lower level to check out other information. While she continued to search up there, and in continuing, she managed to discover a small children's book bearing the symbol of Mistra. Realizing the pages corresponded to different schools of magic and that the last page was parchment used for spellcasting, Zola cast spell after spell, pouring magic from each school to solve the puzzle. Unfortunately, solving the puzzle without Smite present meant she was sucked inside it alone, transported to a demiplane where a hidden library was being secreted away. She found herself in a glittering hallway of crystal with only a stairwell leading away and what looked like a sign-in book behind her. Despite being alone, Zola pressed forward, following the stairs until she found herself before a door made of solid crystal. Using a magical script, it asked our hero if she was a spirit that was giving and made her promise to use the magic word when taking knowledge from this sacred space. Responding in kind, she promised and handed over her spell book as a gift, giving her passage into this hall of knowledge. Inside, Zola found herself overwhelmed, truly, even me, I was reading it and I was overwhelmed, by the sheer <laughs> amount of knowledge at her disposal. It took a bit of time, but she eventually began to find books containing many of the answers she sought. She learned about the creation of the universe, the formation of Feyfall, and the birth of Mistra in physical form. Though described vaguely, it seemed to indicate that they were moments where magic chose to be different. 
She also learned that Mistress' time on the Material Plane is likely a major factor in causing the Maldiction, her teaching the mortals magic, some of them abandoning their gods for her, and the general overuse of magic led to this horrible cataclysm as the various outer planes begin to wage war on each other, leading to the destruction of the past world and, in an attempt to preserve magic in the long run, Mistra herself. It also posited that during this time, the overuse and abuse of magic led to the creation of planar tears, spell shards, and wild magic sorcerers, all things that our hero has encountered in their time, <laughs> indicating now more than ever that they were nearing similar conditions to that of the Maldiction. Taking all of this in, Zola couldn't help but wonder why there was no specific information on the Wild Shard, as well as why Marfin would know about specific spell shards like the Evoker Stone, and not the Wild Shard itself, at least in concept. Diving deeper into the Maldiction and those involved in it, Zola learned about dragons, specifically that after the Maldiction, they settled on the Material Plane, some in an attempt to replace the gods that left, others to continue their teachings and rebuild. This led to the first Dragon War, where Alethea, the Golden Dragon, was slain, and the other metallic dragons, Ambledorth and Falstaff, rose up to kill two of the chromatic dragons of Emeralia and splinter their alliance under Anacra, the Dragon King, who stood between her and the north of the continent where her mother was. Though she wanted to learn more, Sola worried that time was passing outside and about Smite's condition after he had fallen such a great distance, so she turned back, grabbing all the books she could before heading towards the stairwell to leave. Unfortunately, Zola realized a little too late that she hadn't been saying please whenever she took a book, and the guardians of the library, a paper drake, launched for her, ready to use her blood as ink. And that's where we are right now, my friend. Ah! I meant to say please! I need you to roll initiative. <laughs> Oof. Fourteen. Fourteen. Zola, you are actually going to go first. You turn, look over your shoulder back towards one of the massive shelves, and you see this folded, kind of, as I said before, between adult and bear cub-sized drake, this kind of draconic being that is seemed seemingly made of parchment, like brown, worn, aging parchment covered in runes with these glowing yellow eyes and sharp paper cut giving teeth. Um, how would you like to proceed? Um, can I turn around and look at the door? Yes. What do I see? You, turning around fully, you see that um, you are essentially like 60 feet from where you entered. Okay. So through, that, the, through the crystal door that would lead you to the stairwell, back up where you're headed. It hasn't visibly locked like a, in a boss room in a video game. No, you don't suddenly hear music playing <laughs> and it hasn't locked. You, you had left it slightly ajar, I, would, I think we said. Like you essentially kind of like... You didn't, like, kick it open right. and go, like, boom, baby. But you, like, slightly open to walk in as the lights turned on. So it's still open. Gorgonzola, like, gathering books up from the floor and stuffing them in her bag like someone who's overslept for an exam. Oh, please, no. thank you. Please, thank you. I'm so sorry. I, I just <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot. I was reading so much good knowledge. I was studying. I was doing the reading thing. I was doing the learning thing. And I forgot to say please. So sorry about that. I'm running towards the door. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm going to ask you this here. Are you tr attempting to persuade them? Would you be willing to give your action to do this? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to use your movement to I'll run away. I'll use my movement while I'm trying to be okay. like, hey, I'm just a little guy. <laughs> oh, you can't hit me. I'm just a little guy. I'm just a little guy. A little guy. <laughs> um, okay, give me a persuasion check. Okay. And I will say you can roll this, though it may not seem it, I will say you can roll with advantage. You have not given these drakes 
any other indication. I've been pretty polite. You've been pretty polite. You just did not say the actual key, <laughs> the phrase that keeps them from attacking. I'm a millennial. I don't, <laughs> we don't say you're we welcome. Say no we say no problem. <laughs> Uh, 17. 17. Yeah. You managed to kind of push by this drake in the shock of you saying all of these things. It does not take an opportunity attack on you. So you bolt forward towards the door, kind of taking a, taking most of your action to gather up your things and then start running. And you like turn and look over your shoulder. You see this, this drake kind of puzzled, turns its head a little bit. And as you're looking, you see another f- f- fly down and land on the ground next to it and then another kind of peel around the corner (laughs) there looks to be three of these kind of small drake like creatures and as of now they are observing you you see that now it is technically their turn right the two that have just joined remain as they were kind of lurking from a distance while the last one uses its wings to kind of land down and begin to approach you as you're running like you you look back and you see it kind of like slowly (laughs) walking towards you I'm backing up like reading the titles I've got um dragons of um faith of um emeraldia and um I've got here um vistra and um just a couple of quick titles it'll probably take me like two weeks to read them who are you? Gorgonzola, I signed the guest book. Good, that was the first step. Um, you see one of the other ones kind of leap down and begin to like amble over. She did give her book. And you see the last one kind of goes down. Yeah, yeah, but she, she, she didn't say the word. She didn't say the word in this whole thing. Well, I said it like eight times. Just now it's got to count for something, right? You say it like eight times like right now. That should count it for something. It slipped my mind. I was reading. You see the three drakes look at each other and it looks like they're trying to parse out their next step. Are you going to wait to yeah. see if they do something? I think seeing that they're having like a little conversation, I just kind of, I turn and I put my book back down. I'm like, we could probably, we could work this out guys, right? What do you, I need to sign up for a card or something? So you know I have the books? Do you have other branches? No. Because I'm going to Balderheim next, but I could maybe mail these back Balderheim. or something. You see, the one who initially was kind of following you, the one who initiated this battle. Balderheim. Balderheim. Can I not take these out of branch? Or? Uh, not far. You're not supposed to take it far. How can we trust that you'll return with it? Um, what if I went and, like, scanned a bunch of copies and they come right back? I don't understand that reference. <laughs> We've been in here for quite some time. Um, well, let's see. Maybe, um, I could give you something you could hold on to, like, as collateral. Do you have have anything? The third one speaking up now. Do you have have anything? Any information? Any tasty information? Information. Oh, yeah, for sure. Here's, um, here's the ledgers of, um, Brazala. She's the, um... Agent of the Omnimalum. Um, here are some um, maps of Paddlewick that are taken from the office of Lord Cravern because he's got kind of a useful little dotted line there of where um, a crown was intercepted. <sighs> Paddlewick, first edition. Never heard of Paddlewick. Tell me. And the second one now kind of approaches past the other two. Oh, 
long has it been since the Leoniel Magus fled here. Oh. We had visitors who were left in a hurry. But that was... And you see it kind of like looks off almost aimlessly. Very long ago. Well, oh. It's been at least 25 years. 25. You see, like, they're kind of like... like, (laughs) 25. 25 years. You guys get, like, union breaks? Or what? You take trade off every decade? Or what's the shifts like? This is our home. It's... There's books to eat and knowledge to share. There's no real reason to leave, so we haven't really seen the world aside from the books that tell the tales of it. You, with the strong energy. Yeah. What did the Leoniel mages come... What? Did they take books? Did they say please? Of course. They were in a rush. Did they bring them back? Another one cuts in. No, 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 they didn't bring them back. But, you know, it's they've said please, so they're allowed to take it. Um, is that mage on the boat where I got that soggy spellbook? That mage on the boat was indeed a Leoniel mage. I don't know how much you know about that mage, but you know right. that they were a significant individual and that... Yeah. They indeed were, like, specifically a high-ranking Leonio mage. Right. But do you remember if that, is that where I got that soggy spell book? Yes, I believe okay. that is where you got your soggy spell okay. book. Um, I think I might have seen that. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know if he was a friend of yours, but I saw his or their body, I think. <sighs> um, and maybe this was one of the books? The one you Put gave. in the slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't give I can't give that one permanently. Mm. False return, false return, false return. Is there a way to get that back, or is it once it goes in the bin, is there like a delay? You get the book back when you return the books you gave, which is why ah. those who gave, who took their books last time, did not get their things back. Well, could I maybe? use their things as IOUs and I get my thing back? What did they leave here? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> yes, you it can't could. just use someone else's thing as your IOU. But you guys are just making the rules, right? No, no, I don't make the rules. Who the makes rules? the rules? Who made the rules? Yes, who did make the rules? It's been so long. I feel like you guys can make an exception. <sighs> Give me a persuasion check. This one is going to be n- no advantage on okay, this one. Understand. You're actually trying to convince them. No. Just, just bend the rules for a teen real quick. No, the rules are arcane. Do you guys written. do haste powder? Mm. <laughs> you see, well, the, the <laughs> you one. Some re- you can <laughs> read really fast with this. I stuff. read about haste powder. Funny little thing. No, okay. we don't. <laughs> but if you have the formula for it. That would be, and you see it like licks its lips with this like papery little tongue. Very tasty. I have an idea, but I don't think you should do it in here. Um, I have this letter written in Orcish. I don't know. I've got, that's pretty much all of the um, info I have. If I could trade that for my spell book, maybe. The thing is, is that I'm, well, I'm trying to make sure that information like this doesn't get destroyed and the um, empire going on out 
there, they're really anti-information. Big book burners. Empire. Empire. What empire? The Aurelian Empire? Does it ring a bell? Autark? A whole section missing. What an incomplete collection. Cannot be. Tell us. What empire? What is it? What happened? Yeah, I give, I give him the lowdown. You give him the lowdown? Yeah, straight up. I'm like, all right. Let, let me let me walk you back for a second. Okay, so I'm on this farm, right? And everyone's really mean to me in the town. <laughs> we once again recap the podcast. I do try not to die. Well, they do a little uh, after shows. You don't skip. You don't skip the bits again. You give me an insight check. Now that I just told you that hour long story. <laughs> yes, now that you've told them the tale. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. <laughs> Each one of them is having a different reaction. Mm-hmm. One of them, the one who first spoke, who, who probably the most intense energy, the least mm-hmm. like kind of quiet of the three, looks excited by the information that you've given. Just like the fact that there's new information, it's like you're feeding them mm-hmm. almost. The next one, the one with the lower voice, looks a bit mixed in reaction, kind of looks sad, kind of looks as if there's an attachment to this information somehow, you know, like, I mean, clearly these guys have been here for quite some time. Clearly the Leonio mages like tended to this library. Mm -hmm. They probably were like, you know, like a coffee shop cat, you know, it's like the, the, the creature that everyone knows. And they're like, Oh, Hey buddy, pet its little head kind of thing. So like, the middle one is clearly kind of reacting to that being like, I'm learning about essentially like putting together that my friends are gone, permanently gone. And then the third one who is like the quieter kind of um, voice is um, a bit, you can tell that this has hit them pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably the most hurt out of all of them kind of gets like quiet and like slinks into itself. Um, and you see the excited one, the first one who almost attacked you, like, looks to the other two. This is quite some news. Very interesting. Hmm. Well, this will suffice for now. And the one in between approaches. Time moves different in here. Slower. Okay. It has been many, many, many more years for us. And then the last one. Yes, sir. A hundred, maybe. For every second out there. Hours in here. Whoa. Yes, you've only been gone for... Well, since we've been watching you, probably a minute, maybe. Well, that's good that I wasn't just sitting, you know, on the floor with a book for a really long time, passed out. Mm. The book is on the ground, yes, but you are here. Oh. Okay. Um, are you guys, forgive me, but are you guys constructed or are you a living breathing thing that has a lifespan or both you the first goes can it be both and the middle one's like 
Yes, I, we were constructed by Queen Leonel, the first mage. So she made this library? Yes, she was one of the people who helped make this library. I came to this library through a book in the Erudite Study, which is a library in the University of Aurelia. Did this university used to be the University of Leoniel? Arcanum Leoniel. Oh. It was in Arcanum University. What a dumb name. How do you know wizards study there? Yes, why would they rename it to that? It's a dumb name. I think it's a dumb name, too. I'm dumb. a student there, but I'm studying abroad, so I don't Good. even really go here. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> no, I'm just not. Yeah. I'm going to Balderheim. It's supposed to be pretty cool. Balderheim. It's kind of like Berlin. Yes, yes, yes. Balderheim. And, and the one looks up and you see a number of books like f f f flutter down. Mm -hmm. A lot of them labeled with like dwarvish. Clearly books on the dwarves of Emeralia mm -hmm. and Balderheim. You see that one of them kind of flutters up in the air and like catches it in its mouth and like chews on it a little bit. And the other one tail smacks it out of his mouth. No, don't eat the whole thing. Only bites. Only bites. Um, as you're kind of getting to know them, um, the deeper voice one, who seems to be kind of the most level-headed out of the three of them. You guys got names or what? Yes. <laughs> In fact, he's about to introduce themselves. <laughs> I am Quill. And then the one who was going to attack you goes, I am Ink. And then the last one. I am Parch. Short for parchment. Yeah, yes. no, I got you guys got a whole thing going on. Yes. I like it. It was pretty cute when it first started. Um, do you know why they left in a rush, your friends? Who, by the way, I'm really sorry about. I didn't mean to drop so suddenly that they passed. Dropping information is fascinating. Okay. Very delicious. It's, yes, thank you for your apology. Uh, for sure. Pat's, sure. <laughs> Pat's parch on the back a little Friends bit. Who, cool. Who is very, very sad. Well, hmm, when they last came, they were in a hurry. Didn't say much. Said goodbye. Took books they needed. What books? Mm, what What's books? missing? What's what missing? Books? What's missing? You yes, guys yes. gotta have a system. Yes, yes. Three decimal. What? System. Um, the, let me. The please. You got the please archives. The please archives. Yes, check the please archives. <laughs> uh, you see the the, the parch scamper's office uh, comes back with a little parchment that he's like gnawing on a little bit. Um, spits it out in front of them, um, and you see that they checked out a number of books. They checked out a book on the gem undying. They checked out. Um, a book on um, what looks like it's a book titled Child of Dragons. Um, and then it, it looks like they took out a few other books, kind of maybe what looks to be maybe some spell books, you know, some just clearly like we need to take this information in case we need to like pick up anything quick kind of stuff. Do you um, remember what Child of Dragons was about? Do you remember any, did you take bites out of that? Mm, tasty book, yes indeed. I think, um, and Parch, you got a bite of that one. And Parch looks over, it's kind of solemn now, it's like, yes, uh, Child talked about the, the, the sacred item of the first might, the Child of Elithia. Um, and Quill nods. 
Yes, a book about how it was her gift to the first might, who were very close to her. Uh, the orcs learned a lot from her, and she trusted them with her child. Right, right. Yes, yes, I remember. I remember now. The Leonil didn't like that. No, no, they didn't. They didn't do anything about it, though. Yes, yes, this, it makes sense that that whole story about it being taken, that this little one told us that, that it that was fake, they would never. No, no, they were jealous, but not so much to take. And it seems that, based on what they're saying, the Leoniel, I mean, clearly have are this old, so old that they had settled here, like, essentially right after the maldiction, and that they were kind of in a tenuous relationship with the first might. Like, it made sense. There was grounds for the lie that they would get into a fight to start this war already set there. And it was set there by the fact that the orcs were kind of being, like, trusted. More trusted. With okay. information. Yeah. yeah. And, and clearly the, I mean, like, you don't know anything about the orcish, like, you know, magic. You don't know about necessarily like, what schools or society or whatever. Yeah. But you do know that the Leoniel had the arcane and Leoniel. They clearly were like, we are powerful wizards. So yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. it's like the 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 straight A student getting passed over for someone else who's like just yeah. as gifted as them, but like just manifested differently. And they were like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I could have watched the egg, yeah, I uh, but yeah, had the egg. <laughs> I could have had the egg. Um, you, yeah. So you learn that, and um, you see Parch kind of goes they. They left books on that, though. And Quill nods. Yes, there were books on that. um, And he looks up at the shelves. Um, Orcs. Orc culture. (laughs) Yeah, load me up, load me up. Groomsh. Um, calling out different things, and you see a number of books fluttering down. Mm. Mozzarella? Um, nothing in specific about mozzarella. Okay. Um, mozzarella? That's real? <laughs> mozzarella. You see a few, a few books come down, and yeah, it's just about like making mozzarella okay. forbidden the methods. Cheesemonger God. I'm going to yeah. take a couple of these guys, okay? Yes. Please, please, please. Please, <laughs> yes, use the word, use please, the word. Please, please. Your spell book will have to stay, though. You know that. You My cannot, spell book? You cannot, while your things are out. Wait, but you just said that the information that I gave you... Guys, I just gave you so much information. Yes, I thought I was trading that for the spell book. Oh, right. That was good trade. Mm, I gave okay, you yes, yes. all these ledgers, the yes, maps. The ledgers. The, and uh, again, I cannot do what I need to do out there protecting this sacred information unless I have a spell book. Yes, I... You're right, that's more than fair. Yes, guys, is that kind of fair? That's fair. Turns back, hey, the note. And you see Parch is like, <laughs> like already eating the ledger. Hey, you have to share, you have to share. <laughs> Getting very, very heated. Um, right, it's kind of wet now, but um, it started wet. <laughs> this is the, this, these are the ledgers, not your spell book. Oh, oh, okay. Your spell book, it seems to be stored elsewhere. You're mm-hmm. not exactly sure where it is. Um, these books come down, you see that ink goes over and kind of bites one and gives you one that is titled um, Betrayer, the story of Grumsh. Mm-hmm. And um, it, is, it is green and gray, kind of lined with writing that you recognize as Orcish. Um, a lot of it is in Orcish, like as you open this book. But um, 
if you would like, you can essentially engage the like the story feature of it if you would like. Yeah. Or you can, you know, store it for later and keep it for later if you would like. No, we all we all sit and watch a movie together. Yeah. We all sit and watch our This one's a Should good we have a one. feature? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's yes, do it. Yes, I love a feature. Um, yeah, yes, it's okay yes. to eat in here? Oh, yeah. We clean. We clean. That's okay, part okay. of the job. Um, so, okay, you open this book and you see images of orcs similar to you but bigger and a bit more exaggerated in their non-human features aka their tusks um, begin to act out their history all around you one image rises above them all one familiar to you from your dreams a massive one-eyed god that looks incredibly vascular just like this huge muscular orcish character and you remember like from that dream you had seen them as a one-eyed god but based on the shadow it wasn't like a single it wasn't like they were a cyclops necessarily it was like one eye on one part of their head so you begin to learn about all of this you learn that Groomsh was born along with the other greater deities you watch as like from the stardust forms Groomsh as the brother of Corellan whereas Corellan was beautiful Groomsh was considered ugly by the other gods and shamed by his peers a powerful, albeit frenzied warrior, he challenged Corellan, leader of the Elven Pantheon, but was defeated by the precise, calculated style. His eye was cut out, and you watch it get slashed from his head as they finish this battle. His eye cut out, he fled to create his first armies, aka the Orcs, which you can read more about later in the book, but from here, it transitions to show him and the Orcs fighting alongside the lower planes, the the, like the Nine Hells, the Abyss, um, kind of teaming up with them to fight against Corellan, who was on the other side. Mm -hmm. Is there any aspect of that story that you'd like to look more into? Do you want to learn more about the creation? Do you want to learn more about their civilization? I want to learn more about, like, uh, Groomsh's, how far his contact goes, first source down like the generations of orcs okay. like i want to know how long they had access to him okay so when groomsh was struck down by corellan he fled vowing to create his own people who would rise up and take what is theirs he fled to the muck between the plane of water and the plane of earth taking some to create the first orcs on his own home plane he gave one of them his tusks, one he like tore it out of his mouth, and you watch as he literally tears this massive tusk, kind of pressing it in his hand, and you watch as he shapes it into the sword you have. The tusk, formed from his own tooth, essentially. Holy and um, he, it grew back naturally, of course, but so he gives it to one of their most powerful warriors, creating it as an incredible weapon, powerful enough to cut through the magic of the elves, a, a weapon designed to essentially be like anti-magic out of spite because he was so, you know, he was a, he was a physical warrior. Yeah. He, he, and as you he saw, pissed. he was pissed. He's like, he's like, fuck magic, fuck them. And like, fuck this world for betraying me. So he gave it to hit the first orc that he created, his first general, an orcish woman named Stregorede de Fromage, who had been given this tusk and charged with leading his armies. But, and you watch her like receive the tusk, you watch as like she begins to command them in various battles. You watch as like in one battle, she is felled and captured by the other side. And she is brought before Elithia, 
the gold dragon. And the two of them begin to talk and they begin to kind of try and understand each other. And Elethia understands the pain that is passed down from Grimsh, the, the pain of being told that you're hideous, being told that you like aren't smart or aren't as good as other people, like understanding, acknowledging, apologizing for it, and in return, teaching and giving her information, helping her learn magic. In having this moment, in, it's almost like a the prisoner slowly but surely being won over by the other side. Like in these conversations during the maldiction, she eventually joins them and turns against her kind, kind of inciting a rebellion within them, those who do not want to keep following the teachings of Grumsh. Um, and so the orcs are split. And from there, because of that, we kind of have the current situation between orcs, which is that some of them are like, we are not defined by this angry god who created us, like, essentially in his image. We are defined by our choices. Yeah, like, we are not revenge. We are ourselves. And we can be, we can rely on our emotions and our intelligence and, like, all of the, mm -hmm. the beautiful things that we as a sentient species have. So you watch as she joins Alethea's side. They fight during the maldiction. In this process, she manages to exile Groomsh to the Astral Sea, kind of destroying their city and banishing him out there, um, his plane being completely wiped from existence. And in doing this, in helping them win the war, Alethea trusts her with her egg, passes it to her, who then passes it to her first son, and so on and so on, as essentially you learn that anyone who is straight red is the caretaker of the egg. Is the caretaker of the egg. <laughs> oh my The goodness. wielder of the tusk <laughs> of Grumsh. And not only that, a direct descendant from the first orc that mm -hmm. had ever been existent. The one who was essentially like Grumsh's baby. Yeah. It was like uh, you make the first one, I give him my sword, and then, yeah. So you basically, you learn all that. Um, you learn that slowly but surely the term Stregorede, or Witch Heiress, becomes passed down. Um, and from there, the orcs kind of spread across the land. Um, many fled to other continents, especially those who were still loyal to Grumsh. Like, there's talk about how, and you see, like, a, gr a grand exodus of orcs kind of taking ships, and rather than continue fighting their kind, they're like, we don't agree Peace with you, we're, we're going to leave. Yeah. Um, so they went, you know that some of them went to Panatolia, to the Sea of Wishes, to various like eastern side of the uh, world, kind of exploring there. Um, and those that stayed settled with the other kind of tougher um, creatures there who had either fought along with them during giants. the malediction. Yes, giants and goblinoids and um those very like gnolls and stuff like that they were all eventually united and then that's essentially the story of the first might in emeralia well guys isn't that my favorite part is when she fucking stabs into Grumsh's foot and is like good luck walking on that one asshole i mean peek the real thing i whip out my sword <gasps> first edition <laughs> like a whisper they all like <laughs> gather around they're like sniffing it and for, stuff like that source primary source <laughs> They're all just very, very excited about this. Um, you can't yeah. have this one either. You see that? <laughs> they all immediately are like, 
<laughs> super disappointed. You learn this information. You learn about your people. And you don't necessarily get to learn about your mother. Mm-hmm. But you at least learn about her, her heritage. heritage. Interesting. Well... This was very helpful. You guys want to read one of the cheese ones next to, like, mm. cleanse the palate? Mm, yes, cheese, cheese. Yes, that would be very, very <laughs> We read nice. about making cheese together. Um, you open the mozzarella book, um, <laughs> and you learn about the beautiful process. You see, We're like, instantly transported into another plane. <laughs> you are transported cheese to the plane. cheese plane. Yes, yes. Um, I spend, like, three or four days in cheese plane with uh, Parch Inc. and Quill. <laughs> We do a side quest with the whole thing. Um, you see, you see a tiefling Gordon Ramsay type teaching um, how to do. He's like, "All right, first things first. You got to take the cheese." In real, he's like, do, going through the whole process. Yes, chef. <laughs> he goes, "Right, <laughs> Duncan," <laughs> just like shouting catchphrases. <laughs> All right, so I guess we do that. Uh, yeah, so you do that for a time, um, and then you kind of like it's been a long day. You've actually realized that as you've been here, I mean. I obviously read this all to you. It was very fast, but you watched these things kind of unfold. Mm-hmm. So it was like, this has been several hours. I'm having like a real college girl study montage. Like they're bringing <laughs> me coffees and like rubbing my shoulders while I'm like flipping pages and like rubbing my glasses. Yes, it's better you study here. It's much safer for the books, you know, and you're like flipping through. If people knew about this, they could study forever and then only be gone for like a couple minutes and then go ace their tests. That's what the archmages of Leoniel did, yes. They would use this as a way to study for extensive periods of time and to practice when needing to get things done. That's smart. Yes. See, the Aurelian Empire, they're more about, like, more force, quicker time, like, Mm. get it out of the oven as soon as you can and with, you know, extra destruction on the side. No, no, no. They're all like, no, 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 no. Rushing a story is disgusting. No, no, let it take its time. Exactly. That's why I tried to get to know you guys and cheese plane for a little while. I don't want to leave right away. Yes, it was a good time. It was was fun learning from... So great to Gorkin Ramsok. (laughs) Yeah. The famous cheese monger. Famous cheese monger. As you're kind of sitting there, um, Parch kind of cruise. At this point, let's say if you want to picture this, you're like at that big study table having like mm-hmm. gone back there and mm-hmm. now realizing that these guys aren't going to be threats to you. Yeah. You like settle in with them. You guys all watch this kind of movie around you. Um, you see Parch is like curled up by your feet and Quill is like laying on the table, whereas um, Ink is kind of like perched up on one of the shelves nearby. Um, and as you're kind of like you end up yawning at one point because just it's been a long time and (sighs) i fucking hate reading i mean uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh really yeah i'm only a freshman i'm still getting used to you know long periods of studying well if you would like you can rest here time does pass differently oh yeah i guess that would be helpful i do kind of have um a packed agenda after I leave this place. Well, maybe you can give us something if we let you stay to sleep. If you have any other tasty stories or information. Um, 
I mean, I pretty much told you the whole last month of my life. What else can I really give? The letter. Can we eat the letter? The orc letter. Oh, yeah. Here you go. You uh, pull out the letter, the letter that essentially, like, sent you on this quest. Mm-hmm. And you take one last look at it, and you see the the language of your people. You remember when Mascar told you that it essentially was a, like, we've been deceived message. Right. Fucking call off the attack. Yeah. Um, you, you know, take a look at it. You know that at this point... It has no more new information for you. It is a sign of a terrible, terrible incident. Uh, And so you pass it over, and as you, like, pass it over, um, Quill goes, and just, like, bites it out of your hand. Um, um, I'm going to roll an attack. Not on purpose, but... Okay, good. Um, That is going to hit as he bites your hand. Um, You take... 12 damage. I shield. <laughs> you and as Watch he like could I'm used to doing that because once still in his a little rat he nipples on my fingers. Still didn't. He still didn't. Yes, the little one. Where is he? Oh by yeah, the way? I close my eyes and summon him to this plane. <laughs> um Peering in front of you is collapses to the ground. Ooh, they immediately all like circle around, and it's like the classic if you've ever seen a cat interact with another animal and they're all like nervous about each other, like mm-hmm. nose out, very sniffy, sniff, <laughs> tail, very like <laughs> wagging a little Still bit. In. These like, are friends. Yeah. Goes over and kind of nuzzles them. And you, it's still in, looks to you, where where did you go, essentially? Here. Oh. <laughs> Is Smite okay? Oh. oh, you didn't check on him? Oh, okay. And he's like, it's been like one second since I last saw you. Oh, fair. Like, what happened? <laughs> I gesture. <laughs> still didn't catch on. We're in a library. It's on another plane. I got this bag full of books. Um, wow. I went to Cheese Plane, or I tossed Stilton about Cheese, <laughs> cheese plane. plane. Oh, it was a good time. The cheese <laughs> section of the library, which in itself is another demi-plane, yes. Stilton, you know, being sniffed by these drakes is kind of like looking at them very curiously, and Quill regarding him is like, hmm, familiar. Mm-hmm. An interesting familiar. How so? Hmm. Fae in origin. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Mm, smells like Fae. Yes, yes, came from space. Space, space, mm. space, little one. Where have you been? Um, and still in looks him as meow, 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 meow. Um, and for for the first time, you actually don't understand still in. Huh. And the the paper Drake nods. Oh, I see, I see. Welcome. So, are you resting here? Wait, what did he say? Where is he from? He didn't say to you? No, I couldn't understand him. Oh, I'm not sure if I should say then. It's not mine to tell. Yes, yes. Please. How? Meow. Keep your secrets, mangy cat. <laughs> um, it scampers off. <laughs> Stilton, should we take a nap here? You Just think Smite and Kittle are okay out there? 
Um, you see that um, ink from his little position is like, yes, I, your friends, if if you've only been gone for as long as you have, they haven't even noticed that you left. Oh. Such is the benefit. Give them a call real quick, though. Is, uh, can I use my cell phone in here? So full. So full. New information. Fascinating. This one is a yeah, good I student. Yeah, I I show him games. Oh, <laughs> immediately wrap up. This will earn you many favors. We with the play books. Um, Bricks Ball Buster. For, yes, for another <laughs> for an fucking hour. Yeah. hour. I was um, like, all right, we're, I was going to call. I'll call Kittle. Okay. Um, what do you say to Kittle? Hey, Kittle. Found the library. It's in a secret demi plane where time moves very slowly. So. I'm gonna nap. What? Uh, huh? What? What was that? Zola? Huh? Hello? Can you hear me? And it occurs to you that the time difference is turning your voice into... Like, fast-forwarded, because out there, time is moving at a regular pace, and in here, it's been slowed down. I go, um... message again in yeah. slow <laughs> really slow <laughs> that was disorienting what a way to say it what a fascinating world we'll talk soon um <laughs> and that comes to you i won't do it but it came very to you slowly. very slowly okay so you can indeed take a long rest here mm-hmm. if you would like and like. that means you do indeed level up <gasps> That's right, baby. Zola is level 10. It, Ooh, fi- it needed baby. to happen. It feels cruel and anticlimactic that after the last battle, I didn't go, yeah, here's a yeah, level. Yeah, here you can <laughs> level up. Yeah, um, I had to go study a bunch first. Yeah, because, hey, what level are you taking, my friend? I'm going to take a wizard level. Oh, so if if this wasn't a perfect way to distri- show your learning. Perfect way to take a little wizard level. Oh, to so fall good. asleep in the library. So you... After spending essentially like a day with these paper drakes, getting to know them, you learn a little bit about that they've been here for, for, for them hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years. And they, they seem to be very, like, you know, it's not that they're intelligent creatures, but they're very single-minded. They, they really, they enjoy what they enjoy. And like mm-hmm. occasionally you're like, oh, like, you know, talking about the world out there and they're like just... They're like, oh, the, everything's in here. Like, all the information <laughs> we could want is here. And, like, new information's great, but I don't need to go out and get it. You know, like, they're very, they're, like, they're like shut-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you spend some time with them, and after a bit, you begin to settle down to rest. You feel um, that, like, you feel ink tug at your, your pant leg, and they lead you over to a couch that you see is designated there for students to rest upon. Um, and you take a long rest. Yeah, and a curl up, take a little nap. Ooh. Oh, right. So exciting. You awaken the next day, air quotes around day, because even though your keen mind tells you that essentially eight, ho- eight hours have passed, your brain also knows that the time that it left at was not eight hours. So it, it's a weird moment where you're like, my brain is telling me that it's like 3.30, and yet I know that it's actually, it's like plane traveling and you're my in a different time zone. My internal clock is going to be off for the rest of my life. Oh, 
Facebook, it's going to perpetually be like your brain telling you, no, 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 it's this. And by your heart being like, no, wait. (laughs) Um, So you wake up a little disoriented, but you see that Stilton has already brewed you a little pot of coffee from the coffee maker that is in there, the the espresso machine. Um, You see that... The paper drakes are kind of lounging about. One of them is munching on a tome that looks to be just like <laughs> some sort of romance novel or something. Nothing nothing too pertinent for saving. And you are kind of left in here to your own devices. As you begin to awake, Quill and Ink and Parch begin to approach once again. Oh, rest well? Yeah, the couch was really comfortable. Mm. Magically designed to be that way. Magically ergonomical. Yes, yes, you must make it comfortable for when mages come here and need to study. I noticed the whole time I was studying for like hours and hours and hours, but no backache today. No backaches. The chairs, they're very well designed. Yes, yes, ergonomic, yes. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you, Gorgonzola. You too. And I, I promise I'm really going to try to get these books back. I've got friends in the city, so you know, once I'm done with them, I'll, I'll send them back. Parch kind of scoots in front of the others. Please? The others said they would do that too, and they haven't re- returned. Will you? I will. Don't worry. And I'll, I'll see if I can get someone to maybe come visit you guys more often in here. Visitors. Visitors. Yes, 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 yes. That would be very nice. Long time since we had visitors. Sure. I I wish I could stay. I mean, I mean, should we go to Cheese Plane again real quick? Should we do one more spin? (laughs) We got Um, a little time. You guys go to the cheese section. Um, you go to the cheese section, um, which is, in, as I said before, an attached demiplane where everything is made of cheeses and you get special courses on how to learn cheese. Um, you perfect the methods your father had taught you many, many years. Um, and after He's a little not going to believe when I come back, I'm going to change our business. Corconsola, these Forever. forbidden knowledge. <laughs> The forbidden cheese. Um, you you have a wonderful time. Um, it takes about an hour to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, the exhibit is only it's an hour, um, but you 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 dawdle. Um, and eventually you finish up, say your goodbyes. They nod and take off back into the high shelves above to roam and nibble on tomes that are not too (laughs) essential to the grand scheme of things. Um, And you walk out the crystal door, shutting it behind you, and the moment you shut it behind you, you see a flash of light, and there is an opening once again next to the door containing your spell book. Thanks, guys! You you see your welcome written in the script (laughs) above the door as it slowly fades back. Um, You take your book. So formal. um, Turn walk down the hallway and back up the stairs which again give you that like disorienting kind of like are you sure you want to come this Mm -hmm. way okay sure sure you can go (laughs) um and eventually you walk up into that hallway and see 30 feet ahead of you past these beautiful mosaics of crystal the sign out book or sign in book depending on which way you are coming in and out right um yeah I'll, i'll write down the titles that i have and my name 
Very good job. That is exactly <laughs> what you needed to do. I have it written here. I'm like, if they don't write the titles, they will be stuck. Um, you take the time to, you know, essentially where you know you signed your name in the first place, like that top line. You mm-hmm. re-sign it. You sign like the various tomes that you're taking, which is quite a list. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it is at the end. I start to regret how many cheese tomes I took. <laughs> yeah, you realize that you're just These like ones have really long names. Really, really long, they're and you have French. to write the whole thing. They're out. all in Elvish. <laughs> they're all in Elvish, um, <laughs> Elvish, and a few in Orkish. Um, <laughs> known cheesemakers. Um, so you you sign all those books, and then eventually you you remember the time that you had come in, and you remember how long you've been in here. Mm-hmm. So you write what the approximate time would be if that time had actually passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you write it, there is a flash, and you reappear where you last were, in the ever-silent erudite study, near the shelves, book in hand, still in, kind of perched on your shoulder. It is as if no time has passed. Even looking up at the glass, you can see that the time of day hasn't changed at all. It's still that like mid-afternoon, kind of lightly overcast. And you look forward a bit, like walking out of the shelves and onto this sort of dais where there is an opening in the center looking down towards Mm -hmm. the bottom tiers below. Uh, And you see that things have gone on normally in the very little time that you've passed. You know, you still see some books fluttering to and fro. Mm -hmm. You see mages going about their business. You see that Smite is sitting at a table uh, with a number of individuals around him who seem to be caring for him. Um, and he's, you know, he's like waving them off. He's like, it's clearly trying to be like, everything's cool. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Please don't focus on me. I'm nobody. Um, you see, like, silently communicating that to them. While you're standing there, why don't you give me a wisdom saving throw? Okay weird of you to ask but hope that's okay do you want to give me a little whizzy save actually what am i doing <laughs> keegan, do dice. keegan dice keegan although dice. the other dice gave me the nat 20 today sorry well, maybe it used its nat 20 for the day so 12 12 you look around um you are where you left off what would you like to do i guess i look at silton and i'm like all right i mean should we I can blow this popsicle stand. Um, can't meow at you, but you see looks at you and nods frantically. I'm gonna start um hulking down the <laughs> the um, balconies. Give- I'm gonna just like lower myself down one, let go, and grab onto the next one. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah, give me an <laughs> athletics check. In fact, because of the nature of the fact that you are like. This is many, many floors. As Mm -hmm. I said, it seems almost uncountable from the bottom. So I'm going to just out there and say Mm -hmm. more than 20. Mm -hmm. So over 200 feet. um, You're going to give me three athletics checks to essentially do this. Okay. It's pretty generous (laughs) considering how much it is. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I think that statistically if I was like, give me 10 and you roll a nat one (laughs) once, I really fucked you. All right. 21. Okay. 15. 20. Okay. All definitely above what you would expect for someone who has your strength. Um, you do exactly as he says. It is not easy. On the second or third one, you like drop and catch the balcony and the wood <laughs> splinters. Um, but you manage, you're like, oh, and you look around. Um, I saw that Silton. It's silent, so no one necessary, necessarily hears you. Are you descending to smite or are you going straight to the bottom? 
Not to send to smite. Okay, so you, I'll say that those checks get you to smite. And as you arrive on that floor, you see, like, smite looks up past the mages who are around him and, like, nods to you. I wave and I message one of them and go, did he fall again? Um, the, one of them, a, a human mage turns to you, this young woman. Oh my god, he fell like like half of the structure. It's amazing. I mean, he's alive. Don't worry. He's really strong. Got <laughs> got a lot of um hit points. We're going to get a out of here. I'm going to get him to um the infirmary. Okay. Give me a deception check. All right. I'm going to try roll and um throw smite over my shoulder in a <laughs> You're like helping him up as you're doing carry. this. Yeah, you like kind of muscle your way into the crowd as you're telepathically communicating. You see some of the mages like look your way but see that you're communicating mentally with one of them. You said um, deception? Yes, give me a deception. 15. 15. All right. I'm going to roll my an insight. minus 1. Oh, also make sure you roll your portent for today. Mm, yes, thank you. Interesting. With a natural one on her insight check. <laughs> uh, you, yes, um, that that's a really good idea. You should you should take him down. Um, He's had like I, eight concussions in the last week. How can he even be going to school here? Good lord. Uh, well, okay. Um, listen, I saw that you were climbing. Um, do you are you like are you okay? Do you not like know the levitate spell? How did you even get up that high? Oh yeah. Well, uh, I actually just ran out of spells because I've been studying all day. Um, And so I borrowed a spell from someone, but no one was up there. And so I figured, you know, I didn't want to be stuck up there for all night. Well, it's courteous. You're not, you know, you don't want to interrupt anyone. That's really, I mean, nice of you. Um, Yeah. Well, I'll. What's uh, your name? Samantha. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm Zola. Nice to meet you, Zola. Do you go here? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a a sophomore. I'm oh, evocation. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm a freshman. So. Oh, cool. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. I'm actually I'm studying abroad in Balderheim uh, this semester. Yeah. If Whoa. you get a chance to come up there, you know, look me up. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, you see, she like twirls her hair a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she like shoes off the other mages. Um, here, she takes out the components and casts levitate on you oh. so that you can now levitate down the remaining Thanks floors. so much. Do you have a sending stone? Um, no, but my building has a number. You want, you want my yeah, number? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. She takes out a piece of parchment. And It'd be good to have, number. you know, a friend on the main campus in case you need anything. Yeah. Or I, if you need anything from Balderheim, you know, let me I'll, know. I'll let you know. Yeah. Hit, send some bottles. Hit me up. Um, so it gives you a <laughs> piece of parchment with her number on is it. Is there a winky face on it? Yeah, there is a winky face on it with a one insight check against your 15 deception. She's like, whoa, who is this mysterious stranger? Um, yeah, you get someone's number. I'll, this episode is going Zola's way. Later, Samantha. Um, you hop off, smite sho- over your shoulder, and begin to slowly I walk down. off of the balcony backwards like Aladdin, <laughs> winking at Samantha. <laughs> and then remembers the levitate as you begin to slowly go down. Um, still, and on your shoulder looks at you and cocks his little cat head. I was trying to get Smite out of there. She was into it, though. <laughs> um, as you're descending down, why don't you give me a perception check? Okay. Oh, is it based on sight? It is based on sight. Excellent. I will roll with advantage then. You look through your beautiful glasses. (laughs) Don't tell me. I rolled a nat one and a five. Wow. (laughs) But do you add anything now to 
perception? Does it like you? Do, I think you get proficiency to it. I do. Oh my god! How exciting! Yeah, it's a nine. Oh, okay. I have plus four now to it. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, you. Um, part of Ambledore's ocular improvers is you get that proficiency. All right, so um, I get a nine. A nine. Yay! Whoa. Actually, you know what? I will. I will use one of my portent rolls that I just rolled. I will use a sixteen. Okay, was that is that sixteen plus four to make it a twenty, or is that yeah. sixteen? Okay, so d- dirty twenty. As you slowly pass through the erudite study, like slowly levitating down past I'm shelves and shelves, out. yeah, you're you're <laughs> looking through your glasses. Smite's like, oh, I feel like shit. Like I'm messaging so you. Fucking sorry, I'm <laughs> such a dumbass. Bro, that was like the ultimate fucking goof. You fucking <laughs> dunked really me. Really flubbed that. You one. absolutely fucked absolutely me, bro. Absolutely boffed it. Okay. I it, really owe you. You know, I don't even have the wherewithal to call him that favor right now. Such a good word with Brigid. I'm gonna be <laughs> like, Smite was looking Bro. so hot on our mission tonight. <laughs> I, you know, he was so put together. Nah, he paid for dinner. I, I mean, I guess you know, don't you don't have to lie. My bad. He's, he's like, I'm gonna blushing lie. intensely. <laughs> you, as you're slowly descending down towards the floor. You know, no one's paying mind to you. It seems pretty, pretty fucking normal to have a mage slowly descending. Although it is a little weird that she is carrying someone. Um, but you know, you're you're descending and Kat down. Stilton is just standing on top of Smite's shoulder, just like perched there, <laughs> like very normal, like just as if perfectly balanced. Um, you look towards that front wooden desk where the head librarian Resevelin Campbell was and you see that there are six mages gathered in the front there. Five of them you don't really recognize, all human um, but the sixth you do human as well but very similar to Quince very kind of sunburnt skin, very pale a long nose, no pointed ears but spectacles on the bridge and this well-coiffed, dirty blonde hair he's leaning on the desk like towards librarian Rosevelyn Campbell, clearly communicating telepathically to her with a dirty 20 you watch as she turns and looks back kind of looking around why don't you give me a stealth check okay 12. 12, okay. She looks around. With a 9 perception check, she does not see you. As she she looks back to them and you see she gestures in some way. Again, telepathically communicating, so you're not sure what she's saying. But they nod and you see that this sort of leader of this pack like turns his nose up and the six of them begin to walk into the library in full. Kind of fanning out a little bit. Uh, as you land, you look around and you see, um, sitting at a table not too far, Kittle, hmm. who is kind of like looking over a book and like looking around, looks at you, gives you a little nod, and then like taps her wrist and being like, is, are we good? Like, is it time to go? I you, nod. You nod? Mm-hmm. She looks at you again and... I kind of um, look over, actually, at, like, uh, the mages that have started to kind of spread out. I look at Kittle, and then I look at them, and then I look at her quizzically, kind of like, you know these guys? Um, She, um, using the components of message, she twists a copper wire and messages you. That's... That's... 
that's Neil Tuffler. He's like one of the biggest majors on campus. Like he's he's a senior now. Yeah, like he's a pretty fucking big deal. I know his brother. He has a brother? A half brother. <gasps> Goss. What? I'll tell you later. That's huge. What's he does... his steal though? Oh, he's very, very high up. He's real uptight. He really uptight. He's like a favorite of 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 this, the university. He's like the Dean Flay Chandra's like favorite student. Like, is he an RA? Uh, yeah, he, he's an RA, and he's, like, a really strict one, too. He's strict. Yeah. He doesn't let people, like, smoke and shit. No smoking in dorms. No experiments in dorms. You know how limiting that is for yeah, me. And thank God I didn't place under his jurisdiction. Um, but, yeah, he is, like, a really big deal, and he is really, really, really not nice. Um, and as she says that, you watch as, like, they're kind of, like, looking now, like, entering into the larger space. You guys are off to the side a bit, kind mm-hmm. of tucked between some shelves with some desks, um, and you see Smite kind of, like, pushes himself off your shoulder and messages each one of you individually to communicate. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the plan? Do, uh, do we want Kittle to do distraction? Are we... What's the deal? I mean, if it's simple enough that we could all just leave without getting Kittle in trouble, then that would be great, but it seems like there's... Maybe some kind of people looking for us? Or maybe I'm just being paranoid. Well, they definitely seem to be, like, looking out, you know? It's very possible, uh... uh, Kittle, what do you think? And Kittle looks and nods and then looks to you, kind of, after having Smite communicate everything you guys Mm -hmm. talked about. Oh, I will... Um, since we're kind of, no one sees us yet, I'll do this. And she does some, like, press, she, like, pulls out, like, a little sleeve, and it's like, boop, 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 and, like, presses some buttons, and you see those, like, this arcane glowing. It's weird that I can hear those boop in here, in my head. (laughs) In your head. You realize that she's still messaging, and she's making those sounds herself. Um, and you watch as her appearance shimmers, and she looks kind of like her dad. She just transformed into, like, a school version of Mr. McGreeby. She goes... You know, just for cover, in case yeah. we do have to do something. Great idea. All right, then, yeah. I mean, if you want to go on the other side and, like, accidentally s- s- set a fire or something. Okay, I, I, I'll i I'll, I'll divert off from you, so that way, if I do anything, I'm not associated with you, you're not associated with me, neither one of us can get that kind of tag. And then, if I see you guys get caught, well, and she, like, looks, she, like, raises her tunic a bit and shows you the utility belt. I got some things. We'll figure something out. Hopefully we don't need that. Kittle, listen. Yeah? If I don't get to see you before I head out of here, you are awesome. You have my sending stone number. Let me know what that journal says, and let me know how the internet is going. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for being so interested and so understanding that I kind of flubbed it there and really lost track. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make it up to you. and There's nothing to make it up for. That's, that's just life. That's life, as the bard Frankus Sinatrius said one time. They did say that. They did say that. Uh, Non-binary. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, I don't know if you're going to see them sooner than I will, but if you can, just send my love to Crystal and Jerry. I hope they're okay. I will. And Smite goes, I'll keep an eye out for Kittle, and I'm going to be working in the city. I had had come back with Moss, so we're going to... We've got a little plan to kind of try and get some of the more vulnerable populations here out of here. For sure. Okay, so let's do this. Okay. Hansen, Bye, silent Hansen. <laughs> um, you guys. So uh, the major split CS hands inning. It's extremely suspicious. <laughs> it is. Everyone, give me a stealth check. Uh, no, actually, yes, give me a stealth check because of um, uh, what's it called? This is just the nature of this. But also, mm-hmm. Zola, 
if you wouldn't mind, give me a perception check. Mm-hmm. Is this based on sight or no? This is, and it's based on sight for, it's yourself. Interesting. It's yourself, my All friend. Right. 14. 14. Oh, wait, no. Perception or insight. Which one was that? Um, perception. Okay, perception. 14. 14. You, like, again, you're kind of, you're not in disguise per se, but you are dressed like a, a mage. You know, you're kind mm-hmm. of covering up a little bit. You feel that your armor, the chainmail that your mother gave you, this rusty old chainmail you've been carrying for so, so long, mm-hmm. feels... Almost weightless. You've like pat your as you're like kind of how you like pat it. You still feel the chainmail there. It's still I do, on you. I do a little jump. You do a little jump. No sound at all. It is as if your armor, like your sword had done at one point, has changed. Interesting. Um, okay, so now you can give me a stealth check, and you can roll this with advantage <gasps> because you no longer are having disadvantage from your. Cha- chainmail Holy and the crocs of elven kind shit. are now actually give me working. advantage oh my lord wow you hit level 10 that Woo! was the, the marking for level level five was when your sword changed level 10 was when your armor changes Oh my god, fuck. And that 20. Oh my god, I was so scared. I was so scared that you were about to be no. like, oh my god, two nat ones. I was going to be like, wow, uh, the armor tangles around your legs. My second nat 20 this episode, I am so fast. Smite turns around and I'm gone. You're gone. He's like, all right, let's, wait, where'd you go? He's like messaging blindly out there. Um, I'm going to roll a stealth check for him. Uh, you can also, ch- you can remove the chainmail you have and add mithril chainmail. Oh, um, because that is essentially the stats. It just doesn't give right. disadvantage. Right, itself. right. So, Smite is going to make his check. Natural 12 plus his stealth. That's a 19. So, natural 20 for you is a is 20 flat, right? Because you don't add anything I to don't stealth. Anything. Okay, so 20 and 19. Um, I'm going to roll some perception checks. They get six chances to try and see you. Um, I will roll for the the goon mages, if you will, the ones who are not Neil Tuffler. Okay, mm-hmm. they are looking for you, so they are going to roll, but they add nothing to this. So they need at least a 19 to see you. Six, three, eight, natural 20. Natural one. And then I'm going to roll for Neil. Natural four. You and Smite slowly begin to make your way towards the front of the library, back towards the glass sliding doors that let you in here. You watch as Kittle, kind of using her short stature, keeps low, going underneath some desks, kind of skirting around a few students who are just like, you know, in their own heads, reading and such, Mm -hmm. making her way to the other side. You're approaching from the right of the desk, her approaching from the left. As you kind of make your way past, four of these goon mages, as I call them, seem to not notice you. They are looking up, looking around. You see Neil is kind of like pointing up towards the higher shelves, clearly communicating with them like the librarian said that she was going to higher shelves. Like that's like maybe we should start looking there. You see Mm -hmm. that they look to be preparing to cast and it looks like you're home free. You are just about to pass by the front desk. And as you do, 
Rosevelyn looks up and does see you. He goes, like, oh, like, points to you. And as she points to you, one of these goon mages happens to turn around and take note. The one who rolled a nat 20 on their perception. And smacks Neil in the shoulder. And Neil looks at him and you could tell immediately furious, like, oh, Jeff, how dare this 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 fucking goon <laughs> touch mm-hmm. me? And then the mage points to you frantically and he looks over and you see his eyes lock onto yours and you feel a message come into your head. Freeze, freshman! I have been designated by Dean Flage Antris to bring you to the Arcane Hall for questioning. Corgonzola lets a big smile spread across her face like she's so excited to see him and goes, Quince, is that you? Give me, hmm, give me an intimidation check. This feels like, and you know what? I'll give you advantage on this because this is something that's very out of left field. You see that this pale individual goes even paler at the mention of, and thank God it's in his mind and not around his friends. <laughs> 13 intimidation 13 intimidation you say this with a grin like you mentally communicate this with a smile on your face no i now have plus three to intimidation (gasps) it is a 15 15 okay i you know what Uh, i'm gonna roll a wisdom saving throw for him i mean it's mostly just to determine the the level of effect you Mm -hmm. have on him this is a very shocking thing to say i can't believe it's you do you know who you're speaking to? I am Lord Tuffler's son of the Wet Five. My name is not Quince, as you say. It is Neil Tuffler the Third, heir to the to the to the. To, fuck you! Fuck you! Roll initiative for me. <laughs> oh no! Yep. Yeah, uh, a little bit higher than you on that wisdom save. Seven. Seven. Okay. Sorry, you just, you looked so much like your brother. The only way I could tell you guys apart is that, well, he's kind of got bigger muscles than you. (laughs) You see, like, actively, thank God there's a silence spell because he's just like, like, spluttering spluttering (laughs) everywhere. Um, Spluttering everywhere. And you see, like, his, his mage buddies are, like, looking at him and then looking at you and being like, oh, okay. What, what? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> Why are you acting this way? Um, okay. Funny enough, they rolled the same initiative, so all the mages are going to act on the same turn. Um, I will now roll for Kittle and Smite. Oof. Kittle. Kittle's going very low in the initiative, which is mm-hmm. not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay for her, but it, in Can general. Can I give her a port and roll? Um, I'm gonna s- say that... I don't know what initiative counts as. Yeah, I feel like initiative is like a, a, a meta mechanic that okay. is hard for you to necessarily... Like, you being able to... Pre- I guess you could predict that Kittle would go first. It's up to you if you want to use it. I'm going to use it. Okay. I think this will let me get away quicker. Okay, okay. You use your 19 initiative. You see a future where Kittle gets to act I wink at Kittle where I'm, when I'm uh, <laughs> messaging with Neil. Um, she takes that as the signal. It is now her turn. She is first. You watch as she goes into her belt, pulls off three little devices, takes all three of them, presses them in her hands, and throws them into the air. 
good. And Whatever you, that is, great, Kettle. You see that they all <laughs> ignite into flame and <laughs> shoot out just in random directions. Not in an actual, like, I'm attacking, not mm-hmm. in an intent. Just a, a left field random shot. You see... <laughs> They shoot off silently. A few mages like look up out of shock, not seeing it, but having the light register. Um, and you watch as they like impact certain places and little flames begin to erupt. As they begin to erupt, you watch as the books that are currently fluttering around begin to panic. Like a swarm of bats, they begin to spiral around. Some of them who are not even off shelves yet, like popping off of shelves and fleeing the area, fluttering up. It becomes absolute chaos as mages who are just like reading a book suddenly feel it flutter in their hands and like smack their face as it flies away. Students begin to like stand and kind of like, it's like a scene from the fucking birds. They're like swatting away uh, books as they begin to swarm around. Um, Kittle's little chaos causing quite a bit of panic. That is her turn. Um, She's just going to use her movement to kind of like dart back into more shelves. She's not hidden. They know where she is, but she is, as we said, in disguise. So she is kind of hoping to utilize that. Up next in the initiative is actually Smite. Smite looks at you. I let him down. You, you, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, gets off your shoulder. Um, it is his turn. Let me just take a look here because yeah. just like you, he uh, got new stuff. He's got he's got some new stuff. Also, I'll say Looking this. Good brother. Oh, thanks. Did some workouts while I was uh, lying on the ground. <laughs> Do some crunches down Do some there. Some crunches. Uh, honestly, it, it honestly comes from the fact that I. Uh, you know, I, I got some, I got some good rest when I was <laughs> when I was with. Uh, anyways, bring it. Um, so he is going to. So he, he is going to. Um, he's still technically in disguise. He looks like himself, but a mage, um, like in the same gear. First thing first, he's going to make a perception check. Okay. 18, you see he's looking around, kind of not at the people that you guys are fighting, but seemingly looking for something. He uses his movement to dart in the opposite direction of you into the shelves rather than out forward, um, essentially away from the mages. He like darts off to your left into the shelves. Mm -hmm. Um, That is, um, he goes and you see him draw his blade out and looks like he's heading towards something. He takes two swings, because he has two attacks now. Ooh! Um, took another paladin level, baby. Uh, nice. Only one is going to hit, um, but he is going to dump a divine smite into it. Light. Seven damage. Fuck me, he rolled a one on the d8. Um, then he's gonna cast a third level divine smite. He knows he recognized something that you have not seen yet. It seems like he has taken note of something, a feature of the library. Interesting. Um, and why don't you give me a perception check too? Like I imagine your eyes kind of follow yeah. him as he darts away from you. Sight? Sight, yes. Wow, uh, and that one and a dirty 20. Ooh, okay, thank God for that dirty 20. You look and you see that, and this is not the only location of it, there are glyphs written on certain parts of the wall. It's not like everywhere, but certain patches, kind of a pattern throughout the entire space. Mm. Um, and you, give me an arcana check. Mm-hmm. 22. Shalagoon, that is 31, which is, damage threshold was 30 for this glyph. 
Um, so he needed to roll exactly what he rolled, essentially. Um, you, uh, what was your arcana check? I'm sorry. 22. 22. You look and you see that this glyph is indefinitely... The silence the spell. The silence spell. And it looks like, based on you see, like, you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. It couldn't just be just one. You realize that there are essentially every section it's repeating. is repeating. You can, like, turn off certain sections right. of the library. And you see as he raises his sword, taking two swipes into the stone, it, there's a blast of radiant light. And suddenly, you hear, like, a whine in your ear as sound returns to you. <laughs> nice. And you realize that just in this, like, 30 foot radius there is the ability to do something um the mages are now going to go you see seeing the huge flash they take note you watch as um three of the goons are going to go rush towards smite two are going to rush towards you and one neil is going to like step into the sonic area and goes how dare you desecrate this sacred space you desecrated the space with that nasally voice of yours sputter like this all the time you see one of the like apprentice mages is like yeah he, he kind of talks like that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll kind of talk like that. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I don't want to make fun of anyone who might have a speech impediment, but you guys sound kind of dumb. <laughs> it's not an impediment. I'm just. Oh, are you just like that? I'm right, just. I'm gonna make fun of it. I'm then. flabbergasted <laughs> by the way you're acting. It's it's surprise. It's not some sort of impediment. I would never judge anyone for such an impediment, though. That's good. I'm not ableist. <laughs> screaming in the library. <laughs> um, this guy sounds kind of ableist. ableist. He's talking so much about having how he's to, not ableist. Having to yell it is pretty sus. <laughs> I don't know, man. You see he looks you in the eyes and says, Stop being outrageous. Come with me and we will speak to the dean. Give me a wisdom saving throw, and you can roll this with advantage because you are in combat with him. Okay. What? No. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible plan. What? <laughs> oh, nat 20. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's the third nat 20, and it's all been on the same oh dice. Oh, my God. It's all the been dolphin on the gummy, gummy dice. <laughs> um, you begin to feel the dominate person spell creep into your mind as this enchantment magic starts to take hold, and you just, like, roll your eyes, and it <laughs> It's from your huh? mind. No. <laughs> the Dean? I definitely don't want that. Definitely don't want that. Wow. Okay. That is his fifth level spell. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I laugh away your fifth level spell. <laughs> How dare you insult him? Was that a fifth level? I think Quince has six. What? Impossible. I'm pretty sure he had, He was working with a knife <laughs> the last time I saw what? him. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The other two mages, you see that they begin to like conjure little balls of fire in their hand and they two shoot fire bolts at you. The first one is only a 14 to hit. So you manage to like easily essentially like raise your sword. And as you raise your sword, you watch as like as the fire hits it, it just like like disintegrates off of it. It's as if the magic canceling effect of of the uh, tusk is somehow emanating from it. Mm -hmm. um, second one attacks you. That is a natural 18 plus four is 22 to hit. It's gonna hit. Okay, you take 
Not great. You take four damage um, as this firebolt, the second firebolt clips you. Um, the other three, all three of them. Ow. <laughs> yes, struck by me, sir. Neil, if, if, if you may, I, I bow to you. Um, the other oh my three. god, no way you bow to this guy. <laughs> I bow to you. Uh, they all bow. Um, okay, that. What year are you guys in? We're all, uh, well, I'm a junior. Another one's like, I'm a sophomore. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a senior as well, like Neil. You, so what, why not you instead of Neil? Oh, Neil is just the best. Oh, He's geez. so good. I kind of have a crush on him, if I'm being oh, honest. Oh, guys, no. Oh, he's so dreamy. Okay, that is... Um, these three apprentice mages shoot firebolts towards Smite. All three of them hit. But you know what? He's actually going to shield. Um, so two of them are going to miss. So as he throws the firebolt, the first one blasts into him, and you see just in time throws up an arcane shield as two others blast against it. We gotta fucking get out of here. That is now going to be your turn. Great. Just to paint the picture for you, just so you know, you are facing the mages, which means you are looking back into the vast chamber of the library. Right. To your left, Smite is still in the shelves with three apprentice mages kind of within like 10 feet of you kind of targeting him. Then the other two that were targeting you standing near them as well. They're like circling around you okay. all. Um, Neil is behind them. They're like a wall in front of him. Um, okay. And the exit to the library is behind you. Right. Based on the fact that these guys seem like kind of weenies, I'm gonna look at, um, no, no, Noah's giving me Call me my boys weenies? Uh, well, just the fact that I they're call them um, <laughs> freshman, a sophomore, and a junior. I'm thinking that. And I'll say that doubles. It's all five. There's only one senior, so there's four of them that are two freshmen, okay, a sophomore, and a junior. Cool. Um, I'm going to look at Smite and go rendezvous at Morgan's <laughs> wink. <laughs> a little code. <laughs> Morgan's? Marfin's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Noah doesn't know the reference. I'm going to roll an intelligence check for Smite. It's not a high DC because he gets you well enough. Um, okay. Just a little intelligence check. You see, he looks at you. Morgan? What? Uh. <laughs> Where I'm he is. Um, I'm going to cast um, Expeditious Retreat. Ooh. Um, what does that do? So it allows me to dash as a um, bonus action, and I'm going to use my action to disengage. Okay. So bonus action, you begin, you like. Or I action disengage, and then I'm going to bonus action, cast Expeditious Retreat, use the verbal component, which of course is, gotta go fast. <laughs> it's gotta go fast. Um, and your legs begin to blur like the fantastical <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Run through the exit, or towards the exit. <laughs> towards the exit. Um, with your movement, you do indeed make it to the glass door. So you like cool, pass by feet. the desk, you see Roselle's like, ah, ah. <laughs> like, like immediately registering as everything's going crazy. Um, books are swirling around you guys. Um, suddenly you're like, as you're running, one just clocks oh. you in the jaw. Another one in the stomach. Ow. Um, everybody who, uh, give me a dexterity saving okay. throw. I'll roll dex saves for the mages. 12. Okay, you pass, pass. Oh my God, pass, fail, fail, pass. Okay, so... You only take four damage, as does pretty much every other person in this combat, mm. um, except for uh, two of the mages who look 
hurt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as these books, like, you see one just gets, like, teeth knocked out as a book, like, like an encyclopedia just slams into his jaw. As I am crossing over the border of where sound starts and stops, I'm like, you're getting a bunch of wheat. <laughs> <laughs> just silence cuts out what you're saying. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, you now see that these these books, like a swarm of creatures, are definitely a threat the longer okay. you stay in here. Okay. Smite is looking a little hurt. Okay. Um, but now it is going to be Kittle. Kittle, who realizes that this could be career-ending for her, is going to take the hide action yeah, and is going sure. to try and, you know, essentially just hide somewhere, try and let this blow over. Um, so that's a 16 on her stealth. So she, you see, like you glance over and you watch as she like scampers that further into the shelves and vanishes from <laughs> you. Um, you also, um, you as she runs, you see she pulls uh, two more things off of her belt. She's not done <laughs> causing trouble. Um, that is going to now be Smite's turn. Okay, Smite sees you disengaging. You watch as, surrounded by these mages, he disappears and reappears 30 feet away. Sick. Misty stepping out of danger. Um, then he uses his action to double dash 60 feet, running past you out into the wide open Sick. door. Um, mobility, he's he's got it, baby. Hey, hey, and try to trip him <laughs> Um He's so dexterous. He's He practically still misty stepping, kind of <laughs> appears over your foot um, and makes it outside, exiting into the overcast day that awaits you. Um, it is now going to be the mage's turn. Um, they're not happy, my friends. Um, uh, okay, I need you. They're gonna, first of all, all of them are going to target you. So first, all five of the noob mages are gonna take some shots. That is a 21 to hit. That is a, that one's an 18, that one's a nat 20. That one's only a 14, so that one doesn't hit. And that one is another 18, so that would hit. I'm gonna shield so none of them hit. Uh, the natural 20, oh, nat 20 will still hurt. Will be a 24. Okay. So okay. That, that, will, that one will still hit. Um, right. I'll shield from everything else then. Okay, you take, ooh, okay, 15 damage. Okay. You manage to like, as you're literally Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> bing, bing, collecting rings. Um, you like bolting towards the door, throw up an arcane shield as four fire bolts just blast up against it. You're, this is like a very crazy scene to be seeing for any of the normal students who are just like, what the fuck is going on? Stay in school. Um, I'm just mouthing. As you mouth stay in school, the fifth one is what gets through and it singes against your face. You never do the one liner. Uh, still the one liner, <laughs> he's still in. <laughs> Sports a little bit. Um, that is going to be um, now uh, Neil's turn. Neil. What are you going to do, Neil? What am I going to do? I think that you should. Um... Yeah, what do you think? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think that you should um, you know, stay here for a bit. Give me another wisdom saving throw. Okay. I suggest you do that, actually. 18. Fuck. <laughs> what? You're not listening. I'm gonna message him bad suggestions. What? That's how are you so wise? <laughs> so confused. Um, another good spell wasted. God, he really. You know, it's like you think wisdom's not your highest skill. It's not, so it's I a don't safe add anything bet. to it. Just doing <laughs> Just good little doing rolls. Doing really good rolls. 
Um, you know what? That's that's the fun of this fucking game. Um, so then the rest of them just now chasing after you. Um, it is your turn as you see suddenly this group takes off. Um, this Quince-esque figure being shielded by these five very newbie-looking humans. Saya! <laughs> Um, running after Smite, I'm going to um, misty step out the glass doors, pop up on the other side of the nice. library, uh, use my bonus action dash, so I make it, so I make it 90 feet this Ooh, round. You and Smite, t- waving like, goodbye. Just as bolting. I'm out, as soon as I'm outside, I yell, "Neil has an embarrassing half brother." No, it's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, it is now going to be Smite's turn. You guys are like running side by side. You, Should we hit the sewers? Yeah, I was just about to ask. Sewers? Sewers. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're like, as you exit out, you see the arcane halls before you. He misty steps like around the corner of it, kind of hiding amongst the topiaries that are there. Mm-hmm. And then he, you see he gestures towards, back towards where the apartments are, where he mm-hmm. knows that there's some more hidden manholes that you right. can use. I guess he'll use his action to dash as well. So mm-hmm. he like disappears out of the way to kind of break their line of sight and then goes full 60. Now he's 90. He's passing around the arcane hall now, heading towards the oval, which will eventually lead you guys back to the apartments. He, that is his turn. Let me mark up that spell slot. Whew, this is, now it's becoming a chase scene. We absolutely (laughs) love it. Um, Okay, so that is going to be the mage turn. Suddenly, appearing from a space in front of you, literally opening a door, you watch as Neil steps out. You think you can escape so easily? Don't you kind know of. I know super good spells? Um, <laughs> Your voice is really grating out loud. Why do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's his fourth level. He's standing in front of you. <laughs> Fuck, he's just burning through spells. Um, you know what? This was his charge. Um, the other mages have to use essentially everything they got. To, so 30 feet, they get within range, and then all of them are going to hurl firebolts at you because you haven't gotten away yet. Natural one. 14 plus four, that's a dirty 18. First one was a nat one, so that doesn't hit. Second one's an 18. Um, Third one is also an 18. I'm rolling a lot of 14s today. Um, So two hits, that's a 17, three hits, and then a miss. So three hits, two misses. Um, I'll shield. Okay, yep, with a shield. Again, just fireball. Nope, nope, nope. He's just absolutely (laughs) dodging everything. Um, As you're running, you... Um, look around and you see students are kind of taking note of this. Obviously, you don't just, mm-hmm. <laughs> fire bolts aren't being thrown around every single day. Um, you don't see any security reacting yet, but just like you pass by some students who are like, huh? And then they see like five fire bolts shoot past them and hit you as you like <laughs> block them with a the shield. They're like, ah! <laughs> I'm yelling, question everything. <laughs> the Empire them. uses force in place of Social service! This is an unjust system! Knowledge for all! Magic is free! Um, as you guys bolt through... You shouldn't have to fly to read a book! (laughs) Um, that is going to be, uh, all of their turns. Um, it is now your turn. These guys are probably, like, 30 or so feet behind you. Actually, no, they're 60 feet behind you, because they only use 30 feet of movement to get that close. And then Neil is literally, like, 10 feet in front of you. I'm so mad that I didn't prepare Tasha's hideous laughter because I would like to use it on this man, but I don't, I don't have it. I already started thinking of zingers and I was like, oh, I, I unprepared it. I turned to Smite and I said, you want to see something cool I picked up from NP? Oh, fuck yeah. Calling, calling from, because essentially you guys are like split. He's like just on the other side of him. He's like, you do, do it, do it, do it. 
I'm going to cast Agonizer Scorcher and send a line of roaring flame 30 feet long and 5 feet wide um, towards Neil. He has to make a dex saving throw and take either 3d8 fire damage or half on a successful save. I'm casting at a second level. He is going to counterspell you. You begin to cast and you watch as he snaps his fingers and it just like flutters out of your oh, hand. I hated how that nice felt. Nice try. <laughs> I dash. You run by. <laughs> he does get an opportunity attack and he is, um, oh, he can't. He used his reaction He's just to counterspell counter you. Uh-huh. Oh, he has the more caster He goes, haha, I'm prepared. Wait, where are you going? <laughs> just like bolt by. Um, okay. <laughs> This is fucking insane. Um, <laughs> this okay. is a Looney Tunes episode. This is a Looney episode. Tunes episode. Um, you went to a cheese section and now you're running through campus <laughs> having a fire fight. I look like, it was, it was going to be dragon fire. Oh, that would have been fucking sick. It would have been really cool. I'm sure that whoever had to do that on like a meta level feels really bad about it. The component is a dragon scale, so I, it's you cool because like I've got the, scale. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, I would be sorry, but... That would kill me. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> that would kill you, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm very weak. Um, I'm strong, but I'm also weak. Um, okay, this guy's deal. fucking turn. He clearly wants to be dominated. Um, <laughs> that is Kittle's turn. Kittle is fucking doing her thing, maybe. Books happening in the library. You are no longer in the library. I am going to roll a perception check as the lair action. Mm-hmm. Natural one. Good. Absolutely amazing. Wow, Noah's big day. Um, Everyone seems really drunk on campus. Everyone's just like, Whoa. Oh, we all pre-gamed because tomorrow's the first day. We all want to have like one big blowout. Um, so everyone's fucking hungover, I guess. Um, okay, that is back to the top of the order. Smite. Knowing that this is an escape scene, knowing that he desperately wants to be doing more here, um, but knowing that that is not the goal. Mm-hmm. He is going to do what he's been doing. He is going to use another second level. This is his last last second level um, to Misty Step and then reappear and keep running as fast as he can. You guys are like now crossing the oval, jumping over like meals being prepped and people studying and they're like, hey, watch it. You know, like (laughs) just like kicking shit and like (laughs) magic for all. everything um you guys bolt through the university of is an accomplice to the crimes of the empire fascists will fall um that you're is... a lot better at this than me <laughs> you'll, you'll get used to it you're only like two weeks into this whole gig you're doing great um that is his turn it is now the mage's turn um all of them use their movement to get close enough um to clear that distance they are now like this is like archers hurling firebolts mm-hmm. over a great distance. It's when you're last in Mario Kart and you're just sending all <laughs> Blue shells the, yeah. all day, but really weak ones. <laughs> um, okay, so five more shots. Um, 14 to hit on you. 14 to hit on you. Nine to hit on you. None of those hit. Natural 20. That puts it at 24. And a 17. Did, I'm going... Are you going to shield against the last one? Or... Do you want to let it go through? No, I'll let it go through. Okay. You take... You're lucky I rolled very terrible. You take 11 points of fire damage as, like, these firebolts are, like, kind of catching, like, crashing onto the the oval, like, setting some of the grass ablaze. You see, like, people are like, oh, my God! Like, quickly, ray of frost, Mm cantrip, like, putting out flames. Um, It's one of those moments where 
things are happening so fast that people can't even like really process what the like situation is they're not really like I'm, it's not like someone's like they stole my purse and you see someone with a purse and you're like yeah. oh I, I should stop them um, they're just like they see two mages running and they see five six other mages one of them who's like the <laughs> like the teacher's pet of every fucking professor <laughs> at the university chasing after them um, so everyone's pretty confused right now that being said, it is end of the round, uh, or it is Neil's turn actually. So Neil, can I um, ask a question? Yes, I you can. Um, forgot that I have Stilton with me, as I always do. Could I send Stilton to trip up Neil? Yes, but um, I will say that as you do this, um, you watch, um, like you go like Stilton, and you point back, and Neil turns to you and disappears. You can no longer see. Um, that is... Still in a cat and can see ghosts. Still in a cat. Give me a perception <laughs> check um, to see ghosts. You can give me a perception check. I'll, I'll let you, t- um, you know, take a look. For Stilton? For Stilton. Two. <laughs> Two. Stilton, like, hops off your shoulder as you're running and, like, looks back and is like... <laughs> just like turns and keeps following after you. It's like I'm so sorry, I just don't see. Um, will, ready to give you the help action on anything you want to do, okay, and cool. you know if if something were to happen, things might change that. But so okay, that is um, their turn. It is now your turn. Okay, um, n- knowing that I need to keep it up and keep running, um, but that. Neil may be close behind me. I'm going to um, dash from the point I'm at, and I'm, while I'm dashing, I'm going to uh, cast Thunder Wave around me in the hopes that if he is nearing me, he will get tripped up by that. Okay. What is the range of Thunder Wave? It's a 15-foot cube. Around you. Around me. Okay. And I'd like to do it like at when his turn is ending and my turn is beginning so that if he's rushing me before I run away, I can maybe get him if he's able to reach me by then. Okay. Um, you go ahead and cast Thunder Wave. Um, you happen to, like, you turn around. At this moment, you are kind of in a more open space. There's no mages around you. Nobody's, like, having little, like, alfresco lunch mm-hmm. on the oval. Um, you are a little bit more spaced out. You turn and look back, kind of searching, looking for imprints in the grass of someone approaching you. You focus in and let out this wave of thunderous energy. He's going to roll a con because <laughs> he was close enough. Um, that is a natural 16. I believe that passes your spell save DC plus his con. Uh, yes, my okay. save DC is 15. Okay, so he's going to take half damage. Okay. Uh, but, he is, but he does have to roll a concentration check. So let, tell me what the damage is and it will be based on that. 16 total, so 8 damage. 8 damage? Okay, he has to roll a DC 10 constitution saving throw. He does have Warcaster, so he is going to roll this with advantage. Okay. Constitution saving throw. Oh my god. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Fuck! He rolled a nine! <laughs> he adds nothing to Consaves. Fuck! He had to just beat a ten! Uh-huh. His invisibility fades. He is no longer under greater invisibility. I toss Stilton back at him. <laughs> I toss Stilton basically out. into his arms. He's like, huh? <laughs> just like a cat on the face. It's uh, like... <laughs> and I turn heel and dash again. Oh my oh, god. So many cons, so many cons as we forgot to roll for my expeditious retreat. Every oh, time I you took damage. damage, you know what? It's a DC. You never took more than t- it's 
it's um, the it's ten. Ten, basically. So give me like, you've at been least hit, like, two. I'm gonna say three. Concepts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Give me like, three concepts. Sorry, I always forget. I know. You, honestly, I didn't know that this one was a concentration. In the future, I'll know that. That one's like a twenty-three. That passes. Over 20. Okay. Over 20. Okay, yeah. No matter what. The, I mean, these are... We did them, guys. We did them. We did them. <laughs> Let bad, the record show, the concepts. <laughs> and listen, if we didn't do them all, just know that... What do you add to a concept? Plus eight. Plus eight. Okay, so I'm you would have okay. to roll a nat one or a natural two in order to fail. So give me, just give me one more con save just for the fuck of it in case we are missing one. Or even one. at a two, I would pass, right? Yeah, Cause actually, because you have Oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one, I think one of them would have been like an, a DC 11 right. concept, so... <laughs> yeah, to all the yeah, you are not faced by these tiny little fireballs whizzing at by you. Um, I stop for a second with my hands on my knees. I kind of pat myself out a little bit. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. I start jogging again. <laughs> um, okay, so you. Uh, you, your your action was to cast Thunder Wave. Yes. Um, so you use bonus action dash. Bonus action dash. So you get sixty feet closer. Yeah. Um, you are now across the oval. You are walking. You're like running back towards the streets that are surrounding the main university campus, mm -hmm. where you see the multitude of red stucco roof, golden buildings that are the apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. um, okay, that is your turn. I'm gonna roll another perception check for the university. That one is a twelve. It's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, give me a perception check. Sight. This is sight based. 23. 23. <laughs> I'm rolling really good this episode. <laughs> you really are. And honestly, if there's a fucking episode to do it, it's this one. Yeah. You look out towards, like, essentially, as you know, um, and we'll be able to post the map online soon enough, um, the university kind of, from the oval, a main path leads, like, a main boulevard straight, essentially, back towards the gate of the Nugget District, mm -hmm. where, you know, Pindle is. Um, and you look towards there, and you notice that it does seem like a number of Imperial guards have now taken notice and you see that, that like approaching with haste members of the golden fist swords drawn ready to figure out what the fuck is going on mm -hmm. over here um that is um them they will be able to get to you and why don't we roll why don't you roll a d4 for me okay i'm panting to smite as we run i'm like you know it's really fucked up um to have city police police a university i'm just gonna yeah. say it should always be like a private security firm that has the best interest of the students you know in mind honestly in a perfect world the students would be able to be like in charge of everything for sure here. I'm saying it's yeah. really unethical Unethical. To have, like, have a the militarized police force, force. Yeah. Ugh, it's disgusting uh two two okay the Guards will be within striking distance, whether that's archery or melee, within two rounds. Okay. Um, and you, I will say, with your with that hive of perception check, you think that you, within two rounds, will be making it into the streets. Like you should be able yeah. to hide, but you will have to use an action to actively hide, right. or you can risk being like, "We're going down this manhole, gang. <laughs> <The> manhole. <laughs> okay, this is where we are." Um, okay, so that was um, the lair action. Back to the top. Smite, I hate to be boring, but Smite, I think, understands the gravity of the situation. I see him. I see him keep, like, faltering like as his if he's, sword. like, hands glowing with Smite. I'm like, no, 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 keep running, keep running. <laughs> Flames growing in his hands. <laughs> Maybe I could. Do more good later on. Fine, fine, I'll do it later. Um, he <laughs> disappears and 
three appears 30 feet ahead and then dash you watch as he like peels into the streets of the nugget district running down a nearby alley um looks like he is going to try and help you find a manhole that is his turn it is now the mage's turn <sighs> okay the, all the mages move forward a little bit <laughs> i think that they may not even be close enough you've been going they can faster than them fast, they've been using their actions to take fire bolts like you know because yeah. that's 120 foot range you've been within 90 most of the time that i keep making 60 keep foot making 60 foot gaps um, so like have i done the 15 foot gain enough, enough times yeah. to get out of their range i'm gonna make a ruling and say that they um you look back and you watch as they like begin to slow pace and you see like one of them like signals to another two of them begin to head towards the arcane hall one of them begins to head towards what you remember as the war magic school and then another um like follows after neil that's okay. the senior who has a crush on him okay. you recognize um and okay got it got it that's, got a, it. that's okay. important that's important use that. Uh, that against them yes 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 they're in love okay so really love you. <laughs> if you really want to if you want to really make him happy um okay so that is their turn but it is now neil's turn neil it's fucking mad. <laughs> okay, he is all at fourth levels. He's gonna use his third, he used a third level counter spell. He uses a third level to cast Fireball. I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw. Will do. <sighs> nope. Okay. Seven. It's a seven. Is it a seven? Okay. You take. 27 damage. Okay. Um, as this ball of fire, you see Smite's eyes grow wide, a mix of oh fuck, and also, damn, I like that. Uh, <laughs> clearly, a little, I loves the flames. I give him the like thumbs up, thumbs down, like wavering, <laughs> like that was pretty cool, but I'm not doing great. <laughs> um, looking pretty hurt, this ball of fire explodes on you. Um, give me an insight or arcana check. Not one. Okay. You, for either. <laughs> you do not you do not necessarily notice anything. Um Ow. And yeah, you're a little honestly the flames like the as the flames clear you feel like there's smoke around you, you're like coughing and like patting out flames that mm -hmm. are just blossomed on you. You're a little distracted right now. Um that is going to be his turn. He, he then uses 30 feet of movement to like keep rushing after you. I said Holmes, the dean wishes to speak with you. Come with me and perhaps I will let you live. Okay. <laughs> now it is going to be your turn. You're not so you're not suggesting anything. You're just saying that. No, I'm just. You should give up. Don't you feel weak? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel great, but I still got some gas in the tank. Oh, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> still in disappears. Still in disappears, and I have to do a con save. Actually, you do have to do a con save, but still doesn't disappear because you threw it at. Oh, I did throw it <laughs> at him. Yeah. At him. So still in miraculously survives, though he couldn't interfere with the casting because Understand. of the nature. Yeah. And with Warcaster especially, you can't get like, mm -hmm. disadvantage on that. Okay, and I have to do a constitution saving throw. The half of the damage is... It was 27 damage. 27 half, so that is 13, so a DC 13 constitution saving throw. I'm going to round it down to 13. That makes okay. sense to you. Woo, 14. Woo, for a moment, like, as, like, you're coughing the smoke and he's 
heckling you very weakly. Um, you, like, for a moment, like, your concentration, your focus on the spell flickers, but that intense mental fortitude that you've acquired recently, this keen mind just, like, refocuses in. is like, no, we're not done here. You're in the middle of something. Keep going. So you maintain that spell. Um, still in... Just, like, swirling around him with a little tornado. Um, you damn familiar knowing that if she can maybe just take a hit in now and get a far enough sprint away from this dude that she can maybe lose him is going to take the double dash uh go that full as much distance as possible no yeah action, just like, yeah. you're you're a weird dude your brother's way fucking cooler than you are <laughs> wow, wow! Throwing cat throws up two middle fingers um and you turn heel and bolt um, you follow after Smite, kind of hoofing it over the, the rough golden stone, passing by mages who, like, you know, heads whipping back and forth as they see Imperial Guards approaching, and they see Neil, this, like, straight-A fucking student, just cast a fireball in the middle of campus without prompting, no context given. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You kind of like trying to like use that almost as a distraction, run down the street, following after Smite as he leads you around a corner. You see that you are not like in a dead end alley, but like in one of just the many side streets that connects to other places. You can give me a perception check and you can, uh, you already roll with advantage. I'll just have Smite also roll because you're looking for a manhole cover. Okay. 15. And that's a 17 from Smite, collectively average higher than a 15, which is what you needed. You see like as you near the like, the middle of this this kind of street you look off and another street splitting off there is a manhole cover just like positioned at a four-way intersection you don't see any students there as of right now it seems like it's clear you hear now like as you're running down these streets you hear that like the the synchronized footsteps of the golden fist he's like hup, 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 as they like march their way through the streets you hear the t- like a little of some outcry you hear some being like like, what the fuck's wrong with you, Neil? Like, a fireball in the middle of... Just scorch the oval, bro. Like, everyone's just, like, super pissed. Um, scorch the turf, bro. You scorch the turf, bro. You scorch the turf. You scorch the turf. Um, so, th- in that chaos, um, we now move out to the top of it. Smite runs over. It's going to use his action to make an athletics check. Natural 20. Oh, don't worry, I got this manhole this time. He reaches down with his metal arm and easily picks it up. I should have been using the metal arm every time. Yoink. Like, it was just, so, I watched you do it twice, and I was like, how did you do it so easily? I see it now. It's just a yoink. Um, that is um, his action. He shoves it over, leaps down, and that is his turn. It is now going to be the mage's turns. Neil is technically smart enough to know where you're going, so he follows down. He's going to make it just a perception check. But he can he catch up enough with me? He can catch up to cast a spell, but not okay. get within range. Um, he just barely passes the perception check to see which alley you went down. Um, he looks down and sees you. You're not getting away that easily. Fuck, I'm stumbling over my words. You have me so flustered. Perhaps there is something more between us. How about you stay and we can find out? What? Give me a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) Fail, fail, fail. Eleven. Oh, you feel like... I mean, it's he maybe isn't your type, but maybe you can stop and talk, hear him out a little bit. I'm like half-bent with my hand on the (laughs) thing, like a foot in. I'm like, I'm listening. Okay. Smite uh, down there. Like you, you hear the sound of footsteps coming up. Bro, bro, what are you doing? Hold on. He wants to talk to me about something. 
<sighs> Hold on. <laughs> Let's see if Smite can do anything to help out his friend. He does have Dispel Magic okay. now. He is going to use another third level slot. He, re he like pulls himself back up with the metal arm and grabs your leg and goes, snap out of it! Um, and the spell breaks and you go like, why the fuck was I about to do that? Uh. <laughs> what? Oh my god, unlicensed casters. I will find you, strange, weird, white-haired mage, and your beautiful, weird, orc girlfriend. Ew. What? Ew. <laughs> You're just talking to yourself? Okay, I'm, I gotta go. I'm feeling the smoke in the air is making me confused. <laughs> um... Okay, that was uh, Smite's action. Um, it is now Neil's turn once again, because you had... Uh, um, actually, yes, because you had used your turn to be like, yes, I will stay here. Wait, was that my turn? That was your turn, oh, yeah. Oh, sad, yeah, but I gotta, didn't realize that my turn, that that was my turn. Yeah, process. essentially your turn was... I mean, here's the thing. Devastating. You were committed to staying, and you wanted, like, that you regard this person as, like, you're charmed. Yeah. Do you think there would be anything Zola would want to do as an action besides that? Mm, no, Zola's thinking about moving away, so, or, or fighting him, so, fighting him, <laughs> fighting him. Keeping so. that in. <laughs> There's nothing else that I think she would yeah. uh, and wise do. It would make sense that, like, if you had something that you could feel that, at, despite being charmed, you'd want to do, mm -hmm. but it makes sense that in this moment you would, like, pause. You see, like, still, like, pulling on you as Smite grabs you. It's like, get the fuck going! <laughs> um, but it is now going to be his turn again. No, I really insist that Not you again. stay. <laughs> Give me a wisdom saving throw. Fifteen? Fifteen is going to save. Okay, thank God. It would have been so awkward if I was like, ew. Wait, but, but actually, actually, I was interested, though. <laughs> so embarrassing. This, my magic isn't working against you. It's super embarrassing. It just feels like, have you considered, like, maybe you need to, like, read a book? I heard oh, that if wow. you can find the fly spell that you can get up to the second level. <laughs> you get up there one day, buddy. It's <laughs> just absolutely flustered out of his fucking mind. Um, Smite's turn was is essentially he like held an action. Um, it is now your turn. All right. Yes, I will expeditious retreat, let go of the ladder, and fall down. This you jump down. You land in the sewers around you. The flowing water um, in that trough. The two kind of stone platforms on either side of it. You, um, on your way down, close the manhole over you. Give They're me an athletic check. Definitely not chill enough to come in here after us. Uh, yeah, we need to fucking bolt, though, These I think. robes are dry cleaning only. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't want to come, but they might send the Imperial after us. For sure. Uh, 27 athletics track. 27. Easily, you manage to put it back and in a single movement, drop down next to Smite, and the two of you bolt down the tunnels, heading deep into the sewers. Wait. Can I cast Alarm on the manhole cover? How long does the alarm take to cast? 11 minutes. Mm, All right, yes. then I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it take 11 minutes? That's so specific. It's, it's it, you know, it is actually very- It's 11, it's 11. 11, 11. <laughs> Wizards on the coast? <laughs> yes, yes. All right, okay, I don't do that, but it would have been fun. It would have been really cool. Um, <laughs> and Smite goes, oh, I would help you. I'll take oh, we you. don't have time. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> um, the two of you begin to bolt down the sewers, following turn after turn. Uh, give me a survival check. Okay. And you can roll with advantage because Smite is helping you and he okay. does know the sewers pretty well. 13. 13. DC was 10. You guys feel like you're going the right way. Again, two things are working in your favor. One is Smite does kind of know the sewers like the back of his hand. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that you 
you know exactly where north is. You know that Marfin's is slightly north of the, this Nugget District in the Goldmine District. So you kind of begin to like curve around what you would imagine is the district itself, heading back towards Marfin's. Give me another survivor check. I'm like slightly ahead of Smite pushing. Like, like, come on, catch up, brother. Fuck, you, how do you know all this? <laughs> uh... 15. 15. Another success. You peeling down the way. Um, you feel like you're making pretty good grounds. Though you do imagine you're being tailed. Mm-hmm. You may have been right that maybe mages don't want to get their <laughs> ropes dirty and they want to send the Imperials after you. Um, so you guys, another success. You have managed to keep them at bay. Last one. Give me another survival check with it. 14. 14. Finally, after running and running and running... Give me actually a constitution saving throw as well. 24. 24. I am jogging the expeditious retreat. I feel my lungs are feeling healthy. My thighs are burning a little bit. You feel that burn? It's kind of good. It's like, wait up. Oh, fucking Christ. Okay. um, Don't throw up, dude. Fuck. fuck. (laughs) Really, just one day of actually getting a full night's rest, and I feel like I've lost every bit of gains I've gotten. I thought you rested with Brigid, bro. Fuck off. Uh, (laughs) You guys are charging down the tunnels. Um, Smite is looking a bit exhausted. He's very, very tired. Okay. Um, And as you've been to approach, you guys are like, um, you'd like stop there and you're kind of like looking around. You see a manhole cover a little ways down. You're not exactly sure which one you should be going under because mm-hmm. obviously you know the direction. You don't know the path. Um, and you see smiling runs. And he's like, fuck. Any Except, idea you've been down here before? I had asthma as a kid, so this is just a lot. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you need something? No, or? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, he is, he casts cure wounds on himself. He'll touch your throat or something? Absolutely. Don't put a bony hand around my throat. I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, okay. Takes a deep breath. Okay. Um, look, I, I need to go and start letting the people of the Undercity oh. know the situation at hand. I need to go and communicate with them. We're trying to see if we can bring some of them maybe back south or at least away from here, keeping them safe for those who are willing to leave their homes. So I'm going to go and meet up with Stonk, actually. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go talk to him. If you need anything, you know to call me. You can just head um, any points like down and then points around the corner. Down there, take a right, and you should see a manhole that'll lead you up into the alley near Marfin's. Okay, but I'm I'm going now. Uh. Well, fuck. Fuck. This is best one last job I've ever done. Best one last job. Puts a hand out for a private handshake. Listen. <laughs> I got something for you. What? Uh, and it, instead of predator handshaking, I put a little um, baggie in his hand. I go, here. I know you're going to object. I know you're going to say I'm liquid. But I am too now. I want you to use this as an investment towards your underground program. I want you to make sure that anyone the city knocks down can stand back up again. And... I only have one request. Anything. Call it Turnpoint. And I hand him a bag that has 759 platinum, 1,254 gold, 202 silver, and 48 copper, leaving me with 15 platinum, 200 gold, 80 silver, and 10 copper. Wow. You hand over this, this, this heaping bag of coin, and he takes it, looks you in the eyes a little shocked at first 
Don't say thank you, because that's my line. Gorgonzola, you're a hero. He takes the bag, slings it over his shoulder. Good luck. Give me a call if you need anything. Yeah, I'll be in touch. Keep up on your manicures. God, it's actually kind of addicting. I like I like taking care of myself. You look good. Thanks. Man, see ya. Take care. He nods, and you see him head off in an alternate direction. I know, tears streaming down <laughs> tears. my face. Tears. Ugh, turn point, you fucker. Okay, so you, following his directions, continue down the path. You, like, watch him scat, like scamper off, practically. He's like, holy shit, so much fucking money. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you watch him scamper away. Um, you... Follow his directions and head towards the ladder. You see you climb up that raw iron ladder. Wait a moment, kind of sliding it out of the way, still in, um, kind of crawling up onto your shoulder as the two of you rise into an alley of the Goldmine District. And it is an immediate sonic difference. Like, I mean, your ears were so used to the silence mm-hmm. of the of the erudite study in the university. You are now overwhelmed by the cacophony that is the charcuterie festival gathered around you. Like, just off the side of this alley, you see packs of people pushing and shoving, trying to get their way to the various places. I really uh, don't feel like celebrating still in. Well, kind of, like, nuzzles against you. Plus all this cheese smells a little quality after 48 hours in cheese playing. <laughs> like, waving a paw in front of his nose. <laughs> just like, everyone's pasteurizing. <laughs> we will get into the, the nitty-gritty of cheese making in the afterlife. Um, give me a stealth check as you begin to exit. With advantage. With advantage, my friend. <laughs> Thank God, with advantage. Uh, it's a ten. But the other one was a nat one, so <laughs> ten's better. Okay. I've rolled so many nat ones in my advantage rolls. I think I've done it four times this episode. Yes, this I'm very thankful for this advantage that you're getting. Um, well, the 10 is mostly just to kind of go out of these sewers without being detected by citizens. Um, there are a lot of Imperial Guard in the Goldmine District, but as you kind of crawl out, you mostly just draw the attention of a few citizens that are passing by who are like, you know, everyone's like, that's weird. Okay. Um, and you get the feeling that <laughs> uh, you you glance back and forth a little bit, just like ah. Um, and um, in general, the the gist that you get is that these people are probably going to go notify someone that they saw something weird like this. Um, so you kind of scramble yourself up. Um, you look out over the sea of people and see Marfins, um, just you know the three story tall building, beautiful, glittering. Um, you begin to move through as you approach Marfins. Um, you are like pushing through these packed streets. You feel uh, a hand on your shoulder, and you see Smite. I'm I'm sorry. I oh I, I hey. Gorgonzola is really embarrassed because she's crying. There's like some tears <laughs> on your cheeks. No, um, uh, I I just wanted it's to. So good to see you again. I didn't want to see you. I didn't, I couldn't just let you go. You know, I I, I let Barley know. I I, I wanna. I, I gave her a call. Uh, I want to take you to Balderheim if you're going there. What? Yeah, let me just, I'll take you there. You're going to take me there? Yeah, I'll, I'll you know. I really didn't want to say goodbye right now. I know, I know, <laughs> I, neither did I. Listen, I, I'll use my speaking stone to call Marfin for a ride back, I'll, just to oversee you getting there. You're the best. Thanks. Um, see you in, like, Nasu's up. Give me an insight check. Okay. Nat 20. Nat 20. Fourth Nat 20 on the same die in this episode. 
Something's off. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't want to, like, let you just go off on your own. This is, like, your first big trip, essentially, leaping off by yourself here. I mean... That's not true. I sailed the Mare Mara before I met you. I'm very capable. Well, didn't you have... You had people with you. I know you're capable. You're more than capable. I would never say you're not. I... Yeah, but I came here and I found you. And I, I mean, I'll, not that there could ever be a replacement for you, but I'm sure I'll find my people in Valderheim. Smite, you were just saying how important it was that, you know, you meet up with Moss and... Yeah, but I can I can, I can, can call Moss, you know? I, I can just tell him... this. They know the plan. It'll be fine. He's an old man, Smite. I mean, they need... They need your fire. They need your energy. They need your... Your drive, your passion, and and they definitely need your money too. Well, they'll they'll have the money for sure. That is, I have no need for money. Um, well, at least let me walk you to the like to Marfin. You know, like let me at least let me bring you to Marfin if you think I shouldn't come with you. Okay, Smite, you can you can walk me to Marfin. So I I put an arm around his back and I'm giving him some back pats. I kind of wipe my tears away and I'm putting on a strong face for him. You're going to do so much help here. Yeah. And I'm going to be back soon. I mean, there's probably worn out from my arrest, but I'll be back soon. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I, I knew that I would see you again. I just didn't, wasn't ready to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you still feel like, it, like, something's off with Smite. Like, Smite is clearly in a weird place or something. With a nat 20, I think you're kind of like... Weird. I think I want to try and get him to Marfin. Okay. You walk through the crowds, like, kind of show me. He's, again, he is in disguise still. You know, he is, he is, he looks not like he looked before. He's not wearing the mage robes anymore. He's redisguised, it seems. Um, just wearing, like, commoner's clothes, like a, like a simplest traveler's cloak kind of thing. Hey, Smite, um, I just have one question. When we see our friend again, um, you know, inside... Um, what was her name again? <laughs> what was her name again? Uh, you remember? Our friend inside. Yeah, 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 the one, you know, our friend. Uh, well, I mean, she didn't have a name. Yeah, but what we call her. Friend. Best friend. Let's go see Marfin. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, walks beside you as you finally arrive at the front of Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie. You push through the simple wooden door into this beautiful, vast space. You see quickling zipping around, helping the vast amount of people here. It is the last day of the charcuterie festival. Everybody's got to get their <laughs> everybody's got to get their goods in, baby. People buying like little trinkets, some of the bigger spenders kind of looking to like purchase one of the, some of their larger items. You see for, for the first time ever in you being Marvin's shop. It looks like there's some gaps on the shelves. Like, he's been kind of cleared out during this time. But, like, as you're hit with that Marfin smell, the classic, <laughs> the, the scent that it permeates the space, you sense that there is, like, a tonal change in here. And as you look towards the front desk, you see that Marvin is speaking with a number of Imperial Guards. And standing amongst the Imperial Guards is Archmage Flay Chantress. Give me a stealth check. Okay. With advantage because of Walking your Walking and rubbing <laughs> imposter <laughs> smites back. <laughs> mm. 
another now one on my advantage roll. Um, I'm doing deception or stealth. Uh, stealth check. 16. 16. That is high enough to beat Flay's passive perception. As you kind of like see this, you immediately grab Smite and like pull him into it. He goes like, what, what? Oh shit. Whoa. Fuck. What is she doing here? Yeah, what is she doing here? If you feel like you're doubt, like if you want to give me another insight check on Smite. Yes, I fully do not believe that this is Smite. But I think that Gorgonzola is playing it chill. 13. 13. Smite is equally as concerned and confused about the presence of Flay. Okay. It's not, he's, he is not lying to you. He is definitely like what the, was like not expecting to see this lady here. Um, and the two of you are kind of hiding in this like side shelf. As you're kind of standing there, um, you hear like, and standing next to you is a small quickling. Uh, not Stocko, uh, not Stocky as you have um, seen before. Um, this is another one who looks a little bit more like lean. He goes, hi, I'm Sneaky. Marfin told me to tell you that he's got a teleportation circle in the back, kind of set up for Balderheim, ready to go, and there's a scroll somewhere in there. All you need to do is find it and cast it. Let me cut you off real quick. What's your name? Sneaky? Yeah, Sneaky. Sneaky? Sneaky. Sneaky. Okay. Sneaky, because I'm fast enough. Yes, yeah, I wasn't sure if you're saying Sneaky or not. No, Sneaky's my brother. Sneaky. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Sneaky. He's Sneaky. He's Sneaky. Okay, Sneaky. I'm looking for something. Um, really, um, quick. It's really important. Do you guys happen to have any, um, oil of Taggett in here? Oil of Taggett? That is a very, um, you see, like, uh, Sneaky, like, looks around. That is a very, uh, dangerous substance. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's important. Trust me. Marfin would definitely agree. Uh, Smite's like, Oil of Taggett? That, what are you going to do with Oil of Taggett? Yeah, yeah, it's for the plan. For the plan. Okay. Uh, you see, Sneaky goes, uh, uh, it wasn't one. Marfin just, uh. Or like something that could knock someone out. Something like that. Um. Sneaky, come on. I need you to be a little sneaky with me. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Don't you fucking dare. Is that another natural 20? On the Keegan dice, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your fifth. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> it's like we go a million episodes where you get none, and then you're like, five in one, <laughs> one episode. Oh my god! You see, something goes. Wow, well, Marfin. Like Marfin does. Backstory. Yeah, yeah. Show me where it is. Yeah, he, he he does really like you. He thinks you're a really smart kid. So I I trust I'm, I'm you. That you got a really intense energy, kid. All right, all right. Well, listen. His, he said to me um, that uh, his words, and as he opens his mouth, it's as if Marfin is speaking to you. He's like, Zola, I know it's a bit above your level right now, but practice makes perfect. Use the scroll to try and cast a spell. If you fail, well, we'll work out a backup plan. He said that there was, like, somewhere tucked into one of his books, you might be able to find it, uh, a scroll to help you use the teleportation circle to our pop-up. Um, so That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely some that kind of the oil tag. That kind of item is definitely like in the back room. We don't keep that on the up, okay. up and up. So yeah, if you want to, got it, sneaky. If you want to follow me, we'll kind of go around and we'll do. Let's take the back way. Okay. Um, you ready, sweet? Yeah, fucking. Let's do this. This is fucking crazy. Oil of Taggett. What? I don't even remember that part of the plan. 
I mean, have you ever seen it before in real life? Oil of Taggart? No. Interesting. Me neither. Give me a deception check. Okay. Ten. Okay. You see, Smite like looks at you. Right. Well, uh. We should go. We should go, We're yeah. Out of time, and Deflate Chantress is here. Okay. Um, the three of you now begin to, oh, four of you now, because of Stilton, um, <laughs> begin to make your way around the many, many shelves here, kind of now occasionally ducking out. You see that Marfin is, even without an insight check, he is he is schmoozing, my friend. He is clearly, like, trying to pacify and mm-hmm. deflect whatever Flay is talking about. She very regal and poised, asking questions, and he just is like, oh, don't worry about that. But, you know, just, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, misdirect and stuff like that. Um, and you see that um, Sneaky, like, brings you over, not towards where you know the original entrance is, mm-hmm. but around this one shelf where there is a tiny little door, probably the size of a quickling. Um, and she unlocks it and pops it open. It's going to be a tight fit, but if you go through there, it'll lead you in. You first, Smite. Uh, thanks. Um, you see Smite gets down and begins to kind of army crawl through. Sneaky goes, after you. Okay, I turn around and I look at Sneaky and I message him and I go, I don't think that's Smite. You need to help me find something to incapacitate him. Well, um, I can... Uh, th- Sneaky? Do you have like a Saki? No, no. Is there one of you guys named Saki? He's got a wrench in a sock or something? No, oh my god. Why do you, that's horrible. Because you need to find the Oil of Taggett. Okay, the Oil of Taggett, if it's moving, it'll be in the back room. Okay, it's in the back room. I'll be lo- okay, fine, fine. fine. Was, let, me, let me just go. I can go tell Marfin that, you know, the situation if you want me to. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, right. Be, be careful. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um,. Zip, zips away, um, and you head back down. You actually, like, as you head down, you, like, turn back, and you see he zips up to Marfin and, like, tugs on his robe, and Marfin's like, uh, one second, Flay. Yes. And Sneaky goes, uh, hi. Um, so, so so sorry to interrupt. Um, um, we're having a little bit of an emergency in the stock room. Um, uh, uh, Stucky got uh, stuck again in the banister. Again? What? How does he keep getting his head in there? I don't. I don't know, sir. It's really crazy. Um, we need you in the stock room. <laughs> He's like, okay, intense, sneaky. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, Flay. I don't. I don't mean to cut you off, but I. I. I should go check this out. Do you mind? Do you mind waiting here? And you see, Flay, nods. Don't keep me waiting long, Marvin. Me. Nods to her. So much sexual tension. <laughs> it's like, did they fuck or not? Um, Marfin like slants his eyes a little bit and then turns, and he and Sneaky begin to make moves towards the back room. Cutting back over to you, you follow Smite a very short distance. This is clearly another like condensed little like demi plane that mm-hmm. as you crawl out, you kind of re-enter underneath Marfin's desk. Um, you like Smite like pushes the chair out of the way and goes like, "Okay, whew, that was fucking crazy." Yeah, I take a stapler off of Marfin's desk and fucking smack him upside the head with it. <sighs> Give me an attack oh, roll. <laughs> 27 to hit? 27 will hit. This, uh, no, 1d4 plus your strength. Okay. 7 damage. Okay. You 
club Smite over the head with this fucking stapler. He stumbles back. Fuck! Jeez! Zola, what the fuck's your problem? I know you're not Smite. You watch as he freezes. So just tell me who you are. And then we can just battle it out the good way. You're smarter than you look. You watch as their face flickers back into the white face, shock of white hair of Trick. Wearing traveler's clothes, that part wasn't disguised. Just Trick, as you've noticed them before, wearing, seems like a collection of items that you imagine they had taken from Marfin. I want to say one thing, and it's that if I'd known it was you, I wouldn't have hit you with the stapler. I really thought that you were someone else. Liar. You see a dagger appears in their hand, just like misty, like almost like a misty step just appears in their hand, and they lunge towards you. And that's where we're going to end our episode. Oh my god. Oh baby baby, holy shit. This one is a chunky one, baby. This oh is a chunky Lord. one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Try Not to Die. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. You angels. guys, you you absolute angels. We are, as of right now, of course we are, this is the past, this is Halloween time for us. But for you, it will be like, I don't know, end of November. So we may have already hit it, but we are really close to hitting our musical goal. We're on really Patreon. close. So literally, if like just a few of you give us like five bucks one month. Truly. Like, I think if just like four or five more people joined in on the $5 tier, we'd get that hot, sexy musical episode out to you guys. You heard your first gang. We're like 20 bucks away from running a full, like essentially, on, let's be honest, it'll probably be like an hour or so long, a full musical mm-hmm. for you. So please... Tell your friends. Please. Sign up for the page. Uh, any any other plugs for you, Lise? Oh, goodness. You know, I'm plugging the page till we get there, baby. Boom, boom, boom. If you want to hear me ever plug another goddamn <laughs> thing in my life, you better join the Patreon. You better. If you want to say, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little break. Um, uh, again, I'm guessing when this is coming out, but for those of you who are New York residents, there's a New York, there's an election in November. Um, maybe that's the way across the state, but I only pay attention to my own state right now. Please vote. Please vote. Um, and vote correctly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and do vote smart, okay? Um, but yeah, so plug in the page, plugging using your uh, constitutional right to vote. Um, yeah, that's all I got for today. Ooh, I'm shook. I am as well. We are going to go fucking decompress after this. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Try Not to Die. Until next time. Try not to die? Yeah. All hail our eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.